Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode in the Thunderdome on this Hard Knocks Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Football! It's happening. Shout out yes. to Pac-Man Jones, yeah. who is in studio. 14-year NFL corner is here. Great to see you, Pac. Pac will be giving us his top five corners in the NFL Whoa. throughout the day at some point. Okay. Now, we had it blocked in for the ACDE <laughs> block. Sure, uh-huh. sure. But there's a chance it comes in the first hour, second hour, or the third hour. What? Cannot wait for it because, obviously, 14 years in the NFL, very, very good corner. Your words are going to ring a lot heavier than if we were to do it. Cannot wait to see who he thinks is the top five. Yeah. yeah Got a little early peek at it. I, I saw a couple names missing. Whoa. Saw a couple names missing. Might be some shit to stir afterwards. Pac-Man's top five would be fantastic, though. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor, Connor's mullet, and at Ty Schmidt wearing a sweet hat, dude. Yeah, I had to. You know, we got a nice little uh, care package yesterday from Unreal Golf and Thielen, and and I'm not one to just shill immediately, but I I laid eyes (laughs) on that. You certainly are. You certainly are. Absolutely. If there's a a hat sent into this office, it is on your tiny, big-brained head Literally the next day on the program. John Deere. Yeah, that's right. They sent you what? A hat and a hanky. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, said, Thank long you. sleeve t shirt. Well, that's different, though. And you put that thing on. That's different. Uh, some hockey team, I think, sent, not the Vegas Golden Knights. I think it was no. the Thrashers. The Thrashers sent you a hat. We're fucking rocking that mm-hmm. the next day. Pickleball I, hats. Pickleball hat yeah. the next day. I think everybody in the office know to let Tom pick the hats. Tone or Ty? I'm let Ty pick the hats yep. before anybody else. Yeah, great. You're a hat wearer. I love wearing hats, you know, and uh, it was kind of a hectic morning this morning. I, I didn't comb my hair after I got out of the oh, shower. My, oh, Ty. my hair looked like shit. So I said, okay, I wasn't planning on doing this, but this is a great design. It's a very comfortable great. hat, and I'm not usually a rope hat guy. I don't usually like these, but I, I saw it. I said, what the hell? I'm going to throw it on. The, road, or the rope hat is like a southern thing, it feels like. I, I believe it? so. I thought it was like so. a throwback almost. I thought that was an old thing to do, and then it's coming back. And it was definitely the, an old thing. Yeah, yeah, these ropes are small. That, that's which the only is, thing. Which is why I don't so mind. So it's not a Southern thing? That's just like a I mean, it could be. I but think I, it is, too. Like, I mean, come college football season every Saturday, you're going to see so many frat kids wearing hats with the rope on them. You just don't. Well, this show. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, this show. Obviously, we don't need you fe- feeding the image. Yeah. You know? Just and, another ridiculous, you know, South with ropes. Just why can't anybody else have it? You're ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous, obviously. South had quite a scene this past weekend in no, Alabama. They did. They did. Yeah. And uh, I, well, you know what I like about our society? What's, What's that? that? Everybody looked at that and was just like, that's good classic entertainment, baby. That's yeah. right. That's, hey, right. that's good internet, baby. Mm-hmm. Right was. side seemingly won yeah. in the proper fashion. What? There's a couple chair shots in there. Yeah, absolutely. But stories are being told forever about this weekend. And then you think about what Black Twitter did to that video. <laughs> Man. <Ooh. laughs> I mean, it was one of the greatest. I don't want to carry this all. I mean, we might be talking about this well, for the next few months. Yeah. What a fucking incredible piece of internet. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. Was. And obviously, there are some follow-up videos allegedly taking place from the losing side. Saw that. We do not know if that's real or if that's not. <laughs> but I cannot wait for the post-fight interviews. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Chair guy, once he gets out of jail 20, 30 years. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's going to get attempted. Yeah, for sure. With a, yep. with a weapon, that's going to happen. Solid. We, we yep. will hope that a judge and jury will be able to be figure that whole thing yeah, out. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, we'll be able to hear from all the participants in a much sooner fashion. Yeah. But that post-fight press conference, the first one that happens... Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear that team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to hear both teams talk about it. Maybe we set it up like a fight. Like they're on one side of like I a, like that. Yeah. Like a and, reunion. And yep. on the other side. The show. Yeah, we have that Pretty guy sweet. from Watch What Happens Live, Cohen, hosting yep. that. Yep. There it is. Right in the middle, kind of doing it. Yeah. We need this to be something that kind of goes forever. Because although it seemed in the video that the world was split more than it's ever been. That looked like you're looking at something from way back in the day. Now, I'm not saying that racists don't exist anymore, but I do believe there is less of them. I hope, at least, I think we all do. You're watching that fight. It is literally, okay, we got the white people here. Yep. First, the black, color people, uh, colorblind people knew who was on what team. Yes, mm -hmm. they did. Okay, and that's literally what it was. It was like, damn, this is like we're taking a step back in time. But what I saw on the internet was like, <laughs> No, 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 no. We're all on the same page. Yeah, bringing everybody together. And who's apparently it? that kid is actually, that was real. That was one of the real? kids who was in the fight, yeah. And then we saw this morning, uh, talk about bringing people together. You know, Black Twitter has right. claimed uh, Not in This Small Town by Jason Aldean as their song now. Black <laughs> saw that multiple times. Black Twitter is going crazy. And the biggest story, I, I think, out of the whole Black Twitter is when you see a black man jump into water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and swim to a fight. Yeah. It's a problem. Hey, it's great. I'll tell you what, a lot of these teams in training camp right now, a lot of coaches are trying to bottle up camaraderie, mm. bottle up chemistry, and they'll show videos and movies. You know, remember the Titans get shown a lot. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Back in the day, other videos get shown about, hey, coming together, we got to be one here, you know, big team, little me. They need to start showing that video and they say, should. look at how these strangers came yeah. together for each other. Yep. Check this out. Okay? <laughs> this guy. First of all, my shirt's drenched. Let me. Dr mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be wearing the fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Take my shoes off. Yeah. The hat toss. The hat toss. Okay. So good. Oh so many different angles too. So many. Oh, Every uh, angle you could ask for. Uh, the memes of the hat toss were also oh just top tier. I love yeah. the fact that the guy who got the hat tossed in his face had no idea that in a matter of moments, yeah, he was gonna have a chair. <laughs> Hitting him right oh. in the forehead mm -hmm. multiple times. Several. Now, the chairman, you know, the chairman, chairman. of the whole thing. <laughs> the chairman people he, were saying. He went into a zone a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. people go on the field and they just start, or go into a basketball court and it's just like everything's falling. Yeah. Chairman got into a zone out there. He was swinging, boom, headshot. Yeah. yeah. Bang. Headshot. Bang. Bang. Headshot. Bang. Now he's hunting. Yep. Right? Now Who wants some? Who wants That's some? That's scary. And he goes, you know, and there's a cop. Right, yep, here. right. Yeah, he hits his lady who's sitting down. Now Oof. that's not that's gonna be that's gonna be the one that gets him. Yeah, that's yeah. a problem. That's yeah. gonna be the one that's yeah. gonna get him. I do believe, and we appreciate what he has given us. And shouldn't hit. Obviously, we do not believe that males and women should be, <laughs> be fighting, fighting at all, mm -hmm. ever, never. Ever. But he swings that chair, hits that lady in the head. It's like, oh, that's tough. And then he's about to swing again. And the cops like, yo, yeah. And he's like, yeah. and then you see him like snap out of. It. He's like, Oh, no. Yeah. What did I do? Uh, and then he, he almost just was like, all right. All right. Well, mm -hmm. Take me away. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Never going to see my family. Nope. Yeah. Good scrap. Good scrap. So we appreciate his sacrifice. Obviously, don't think he should have hit that woman in the head with the chair. But that guy that was coming off the boat, Ooh. he certainly deserved a pop or two right to the floor. Sure. Yeah. And he got him. And yeah. Sounds like from the reaction of the one guy in the fight, mm -hmm. the whites understood what happened, too. Yes. Like, yeah, we got God out there. Yeah, bit <laughs> off a little I mean? too we, much. We signed up for we signed up for something. We did not know that there was troops in the back. No. We did not know. No. Once again, that's a great depiction of coming together. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Sure. That's a great depiction of what every NFL team is trying to do right now. That's right. Trying to get each other's back no matter what. Hey, you're making a bad decision, but more on your team. Mm -hmm. So fuck it. I appreciate that.
That's what NFL teams are trying to do, and that's why that boat video needs to be discussed mm -hmm. as these teams are being built in training camp. Absolutely. Everything out of every training camp sounds a bit too positive. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. One well, half of the hammer down. Uh, Cowboys tone digs is here. Tone, everything I'm hearing out of every camp is good. Right? What are you hearing negative? Dak Prescott with picks, well, he, I guess. That's yeah, the only Dak, thing. Dak that, with yeah. picks. I guess the – I don't know if you could – I guess you could take it positive or negative. The quarterback situation down in Tampa, mm -hmm. that's probably the that's other. negative. But the thing still on the show there is that it's 145 degrees. Well, it's boiling. It is actually 100 in like 10 or 15, something. 15, yeah. It's ridiculous. Pre-humidity. Right. So that's like – you add humidity in 125. I guess yep. the Buccaneers are practicing inside smart. right now, probably smart. trying to survive. But they got it. They host a preseason game against Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. here in a couple of days. It's going to be oh man, so hot right. down there. Bad. So I'm not going to say that that is we affecting. Let we let Mason take that one, bro. 110 degrees right there. That's 112 insane. in Venice. Yeah, absurdly hot with 100 percent humidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it really is 120. Yeah, it's hot. Oh, it's yeah. I was just in Miami. It's really hot. Yeah, you were like, yes. Even the water is hot. Like, Boiling. Yeah, we got out the water because we couldn't even sit in the water. It's, it's like a hot tub? feel like you're working out. It was hot in the hot tub. They said it's like in the 90s at most places, most places yeah. in Florida. The water. I was at Fountain Blue. It was hot, hot. Like, Oh, you're so cool. Miserable. Fountain Blue. Fountain Blue. Yeah, at least they could have warmed up the pool. Did you see Ian Rand? Oh, so the pool was a cold tub. No, the pool was like a hot tub. Everything's oh, hot. Yeah, the even pool. the water is hot. Got it, got it, got yeah. it. Did you see Ian Rapport down there in Fountain Blue? No, I didn't get to see it. How about Tom Brady's ex? No, I didn't see Tom she Brady. She was allegedly got... dating, remember, the guy that owns right. Jiu-Jitsu. Yep. Oh. Uh, seeing Jake, the same guy? Logan. No. Jake and Logan were Yep. Uh, Did you go talk to him? Two Chain, yep. Titty so, Boy? Titty yep. Boy was Titty? Okay. Jake, tell me, tell you what's up. Who? Who is Titty? Jake. Paul? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Oh, my said hello. He, Logan, uh, did, Logan didn't say it? Yeah, why Yeah, Logan did say it too. Okay. Okay, all right. Okay. I was just wondering. I thought Make it'd be nice. Logan looked like he oh, had oh. just got his ass whooped. Well, yeah, he did. Ricochet. Yeah. He yeah. cheated. He cheated. Yeah, I need a brass knuckle. He brass knuckles. You got a brass knuckle. So what you, you just went down there just go to Fountain Blue on a Monday? Uh, Yeah, I went to Poppy's. Get something to eat. Had a business meeting. Okay. Of course. I love the way you live your life. Mm -hmm. And also, for those that are keeping track at home, uh, Pac-Man Jr. is five years old. Not even in kindergarten yet. <laughs> had ten touchdowns this weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ten uh, fucking touchdowns in tackle football. Yes. Helmet bigger than the rest of his body. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Shaking little kids. Ten touch. Here he is. Here he is. Great. Hand Baby D hands Pac-Man Jr. the ball. He gets the outside. He's off to the races, and nobody's catching the son of Adam Jones. That's one dud. Here comes another one. Ball on the inside. Oh. Don't love that. Gets through a tackler. Gets through another wow. one. Sheds a first grader. Man's in kindergarten. Gets to the end zone. Tutty. No celebration. Hands ball back to the ref. Okay. Oh, spin move, stiff arm. Oh, teaching toughness. Now, Pac-Man, oh, I'm going to ask you this question with a straight face, yeah. even though I assume your answer is not going to be of that. This is Ohio. Yeah. Okay. So Ohio were, and Kentucky. So they were worried about. Look at that cut. Damn. Jeez yeah. Louise. This kid's got no shot. Seeing the field well. These kids got no shot. Shout to Chase getting down in there on her center, yeah. by the way. Oh, got him. See ya. Oh, oh. Can't let one guy. Is this a beast quake? Pac-Wake? Carry him? Wow. Oh, they dead. That's bullshit. Pac-Man's been working on Pac-Man Jr. has been working on hills. So he carries it in the right hand. He's comfortable there. Let's not worry about Ooh. that. You see Rico. That's a big like, top shot. Rico Suave, the left guard, is yeah, just blocking up. his ass off. Too. All right, well, congrats to Pac-Man Jr. Let's keep it going. Oh, Pac. Did you have any fear at all of him playing tackle football at the age of five? No, I didn't. Okay. No. Just saying. That's when it starts? Yeah. Yeah. D your uh, zone three in Atlanta? Yeah. 
Did you guys have uh, Oklahoma drills in between yes. buildings? Yes. Okay, so I've heard about this. In Plum, we did not have this. We did play tackle oh, yeah, uh, yeah, football. Y'all didn't football. have Oklahoma drills? No. So no, we, no. We, I mean, not set up like this. We didn't like, have you on your back. That guy's on his back. Pads. They put pads on his back. In an alley, right? Yeah, we did. This guy got the ball. You You're can't run, run outside up with- the line. You got to run. In practice? No. No, same. No. At the house. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. This is on like a Tuesday yeah. at 1 o'clock. At a yeah. little board. At school. Entire neighborhood comes. <laughs> the whole entire neighborhood. I like that. And we're like almost betting, it seems like. Yeah. I, I haven't been in one of these spectacles, but from what I've been told, a couple of my friends made a lot of money for a lot of yes. people, and they ended up in the NFL, and they were still using the techniques they learned in between apartment buildings. Smart. Oklahoma drills at like eight years old in front of the, like That was like that. a very standard operating thing. So then when I'm hearing those stories and I'm hearing people talk about how we're, parents can pull kids out of football because they're, I'm like, I don't think so. No. I, I don't think that is going to be the case. That was just standard operating procedure, I think, in some neighborhoods. Yeah, and you got to realize in the inner city, like the first thing you got to have tough and grit. Everything else will come along with it. Like you, you can't build heart. So that was a, a drill that every kid in the projects or any inner city that played it in the inner, inner city program, you do that drill because you don't want kids to be scared. And if you learn how to do that drill pretty good, you could be pretty good. And it's just like how, how going to the Rutgers and they have kids playing one-on-one and they betting. In the inner city, this is a big betting drill. I've seen kids go home with four or $500 and the, the guy that's betting on them going home with $10,000. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a Tuesday. That sounds fun. like that. Yeah, well, the thing about it is, though, and I don't want to speak out of pocket here, but I feel like I have enough friends from the projects and from different neighborhoods all over the place, from Compton to Atlanta, from Zone 3 to Zone 6 down there. I mean, I feel like I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds. The mindset is we're either making it in sports or music, right? That's it. Now, we hope we all get to a, uh, a stage in our society where public education everywhere mm-hmm is worthy of dreams being real of like, I'm going to go be a lawyer. I'm going to go be a doctor. I'm going to go do this. But it is what it is in a lot of situations. And it's like whenever the war on football was happening, I think it was tough for a lot of us to believe like, "Ah, there ain't no war on football for people that are struggling to have a fucking meal every single Mm. day. Football is an avenue for success to change the trajectory of your entire family, of your entire neighborhood. I don't know if that's ever going to change. And I think that kind of got missed in the conversation about it all. But I love that your five-year-old's out there scoring 10 touchdowns. Oh, awesome. And I like that he's just giving the ball back to the ref after the mm-hmm. touchdowns, too. Oh, oh, you do. See, I'd like to see a little, maybe like a prime dance out of Pat Man Jr., maybe even do some sort of, you know, dab or gritty, whatever the kids You remember doing. that little white uh, that was a baseball player that had the music, his walk-up music? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. He was like dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah. going crazy. And yeah. then he like hit a ball. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that, too. I yes. like I like every, re- whatever is you, do it. Sure. You know? But I like the fact that Pac-Man is seeming Pac-Man Jr. All business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's not me. It's just it's not his forte. Like, um, I like to enjoy it. You know, he does talk trash. He, he, okay. he get crunk when he when he make good plays. He's talking trash to these he, first graders? He's he's used to scoring touchdowns. So, like, he he know he posts to score touchdowns. So, it's like, all right, here. Can I get it again, Dad? Or do I have to get – you got to get to somebody so else. So, Baby D got to get a ball or what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like we can really win this thing. Yeah. He would just hand me the ball 15, the 20 times. <laughs> yeah. I respect that. And the thing I do love the most is when Baby Gronk and his dad were popping off, Pac's first reaction was, got to get Junior out there with Baby Gronk. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think he's like 10 years older. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting to kind of watch the development and the growth. You're an incredible leader. 
of all those kids over there. Appreciate you should feel very proud of yourself. Yeah. You're investing time, which isn't easy, and you're making everything work while still being able to do business at the Fountain Blue. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself. Yeah, Pat. Pat. And Tish. Yeah. Tish kicking a lot of ash, too. Yes, yeah. well, I mean, not to you know throw any you know bad juju on this, but... I mean, running backs can't get paid. I don't know why he's in that wide receiver or something. He's like the best that. athlete we're, on the field. Of, he's playing everything. You got to realize now, at this age, getting the ball quick, uh, we're not really throwing the ball at four- and five-year-olds. So, um, well, as you see, I got him at, at the slot. He's coming in reverses. He's at running back. He's at quarterback. Um, the whole thing about now, you got to get the balls <laughs> in the best player's hands. So, That's football, baby. Yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Now, next year, you know. He's at safety right now. Reason why he's not at corner because nobody's passing. See a the ball. lot of shotguns. He's yeah. in the middle of the field, coming down, finding the ball. That way, nobody can score a touchdown. But yeah, he'll get there. Okay, maybe we put him D line. Yeah, D line. That'd be sweet. I got some big boys that's already up there D line, and they are they are just monsters. This kid Adam, I have. Um, he'll be one of. What's one the name of the, of the team? His name uh, Hilltop. Hilltop Savages. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, good luck, Hilltop. Let's go. Good luck to everybody that runs in the Savages, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those dudes are playing for keeps. Yeah, you know These ain't no games now. Let's get back to the NFL that Pac-Man Jr. will be in at some point. We can't yep. wait to watch yeah. it, and I assume many others. They're on that tape right there. Uh, all news is good news coming yeah. out of training camp, seemingly. Mostly, yeah. So we have three preseason games this year. I learned this morning from yes, talking to a coach that the AFC has the ninth home game this year mm. uh, during the regular season because, yeah. remember, it's split, and then there's an interconference game. Yep. And this year the AFC teams are getting the home game, so they're only getting one home preseason game. So that, I assume, will be flipped every single season. That was something I did not know mm-hmm. until I was talking to old Cuzzy there. Oh, I did. But it, they're also talking about how – some of these preseason snaps are going to be pretty meaningful. Oh, yeah. Like there's some new offenses mm-hmm. that are yeah. being put into place where they're going to want to get a little bit of a grasp of what's happening. I think we're in for some okay preseason football coming up here yeah. in the next few weeks. I think so too. Yeah, there's a lot of new offenses. There's a lot of battles. Like Thursday night, I mean, Stroud's going to go. And yeah. he'll he'll start, and then I assume Max going to go if if it's the first year back with Billy O. Like absolutely, I would, I would new offenses everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Yes, which is why in preseason you might see more Hall of Fame game. That don't count. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we 6.3 million people watch that. So us calling for that to not happen anymore is never going to be the case. No. True. 6.3 million people. Roger Goodell hears a clip of us <laughs> saying, this Hall of Fame game is trash. Couldn't even keep the lights on. They don't even have water. Why are we even put in this situation? These guys aren't even NFL guys. This isn't even NFL football. We're honoring our greats by playing this terrible football game. Let's do something else that kicks off Hall of Fame weekend. We can still get people there. You know, let's get rid of the game. And Roger Goodell goes, uh, nope. you're in a minority, pal. Yeah. I'm like, why is that? 6.3 million people watch that fucking Hall of Fame game. That's more than any games that are happening yeah. that actually matter in any other league. Championship games. All, all the yeah. finals of every yeah. other sport. Yep. It, it outdrew them. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Think about how confident these – so people wonder why Jim Irsay is coming out yeah. as the <laughs> oldest owner in the NFL and being like, these running backs need to relax. You know what? This guy needs to get out of the league. That, this, we need to do this. It's our league, you're saying. They're killing everybody. Yeah. yeah. The NFL is killing, killing everybody, and they know it. And I assume this is going to be an easy transition into 18 games mm-hmm. with another bye week. So then it's a 20-week season, and players are pissed that I'm even mentioning that publicly right now. But it's already getting set up after the last preseason game. Uh, like, for instance, there's a couple teams playing on Thursday the last week. They have 17 days until their yeah. regular season begins. 
Two and a half weeks is what they have from the last preseason game to the start of the season. So the NFL is already going to say, we already have, Look at this. you know, yeah. we already have room for at least one yeah. game. A lot of time. And if we need to add a bye week, right, another bye yeah. week, we can open that. And then they have 20 weeks worth of primetime games to sell. Man. Oh, my God. The, I think the NFL, and this is going to sound so absurd i think they're only getting started yeah. oh 100 i think it's only getting started about the money it's about to draw let alone what they're going to do in europe with all these streaming platforms and if you had two more weeks of football who knows maybe apple who said we're only going to go all in will they do that with the nfl though that's mm. getting 6.3 million viewers right. on a piece of shit football game yeah i assume they would add into a little bit the nfl is sitting in a beautiful place and i think for us as massive fans it's good news but also i think it's setting up for our preseason to potentially be over the next few weeks pretty good yeah yeah for sure and i think uh, I, I want to say it was the Broncos who already said same deal. Like Russ and the starters are are going to be playing quite a bit. Who like, didn't play? They didn't play at all last. Yeah, year. exactly. They didn't play at all last year. I know, like the Packers, like Jordan Love well. is absolutely going to be out there. So, like, I, I think you're right. I think at least in maybe half the games, like we're going to get a lot of ones playing. Maybe, First quarter, maybe even, a, but yeah. even like a whole quarter. I mean, because typically, you know, if it's like Normally you get excited series. for, yeah, you get one series or two series, yeah. or if the if they do a first series and they score, it's like all right, good enough. He yeah. he's done for the rest of the night. But that at least, you know, it's like, hey, I'm I'm I'll definitely invest a quarter's worth of time to watch what feels like an actual Sunday football game. And you got to remember, there for a bit, it was um, you know, it's not just preseason game; it's preseason run through of the warm up, arriving yeah. to the stadium. Yeah. So, like, some guys would do that first drive, and it was basically like, uh, hey, we just want to kind of go through a warm-up, full yeah. warm-up, get to the stadium, full right. pregame, mm. do a kickoff, do your first series, and then you guys are done. Yeah. It's not even for, like, what happens on the field. Right. It's just like, hey, let's get back into – Game mode. Yeah, Process. bingo. Like, yeah. we're doing that. And I don't know how many teams did that. Teams that I was on did do that. I assume it is a normal thing. But this year it doesn't feel just like that. It feels like – I mean, we just ran – we just said two new teams that have first offense. You think about Jordan Love, it's like LaFleur's still there, but that's a brand-new offense. Yeah, sure. You think about Denver Broncos there, yep. that's a brand-new brand offense. offense. And Sean Payton is on the record Dicks. saying, everything they did last year, we're doing the opposite. Exactly. So last year they didn't play. They're going to play this year. Yep. Now, he took that back. Obviously, he said he said that with a Fox hat on and everything like that. There's You think about the Ravens. You think about up there in New England. Oh, you yeah. think about Houston. You think here in Indianapolis. Carolina. Carolina. Washington. The Jets. I mean, I looked. I went through and, I, and it was easier to go, what teams aren't going to like aren't going to be good preseason watches? And Probably. The Bengals because yeah, Burrow's out, so they're not going to. Chiefs. Chargers never play Chargers. anybody. Yeah. Eagles and Bills, maybe? Ravens, probably. No, but they with Monken's new offense and the oh, Ravens. Yeah. Ravens have covered like 23 straight, I believe, I think, in the preseason. Yeah, probably. I think Ravens play because, you know, Lamar ain't played in what? How many months? Yeah, that's a lot. And, and it's a yeah. brand new offense. Yeah. Yep. I think the brand new offense. Probably got four teams that, that are San, comfortable. San Francisco, Bengals. But even then, even Chiefs, like, Bills. You're still going to get Darnold and Trey Lance if, yeah. if the one, like, if, because well, yeah, right. I like, so they'll still be a, a good watch. Like, people are still going to want to see what Trey Lance is doing in the preseason. Well, these preseason numbers, if the Hall of Fame game was 6.3, some of these preseason games are going to be absurd. Yeah, I think the Thursday night one of Patriots Texans is going to be massive because I, I, for sure, Mac Jones and those starters are going to play the first quarter. But Ohio State, too. And Ohio State with C.J. Stroud and Bama, and Bama with, with Will with, Anderson. Yeah, yeah, so those are big audiences. Yeah, D'Amico, you got to assume. Houston's what? The fourth largest city in America? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Whenever it comes to people, people forget about that. Yeah. Completely forget about Houston yeah. being so Massive. Huge. Bro, driving from one side to the other is like yeah. three hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've been driving for two hours. Where are we? Are we Houston. the stadium yet? No, we started in Houston. We're still in Houston? Still in Houston. Oh, yeah, actually got another. You see those mountains? Yeah. <laughs> About another hour, we got Houston. It is a huge area. Massive. Yeah. A lot of humans in there. 
a lot of humans in there, and it feels like there's a little bit of buzz. I saw a highlight yesterday on uh, internet of CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud is, hey, he's firing it. Yeah, yeah. have some young young receivers too that are, that are exciting to watch. Yeah, Mechie, the kid from Bama who was out all last year because he was sick. The only good guy on Iowa State's entire offense last year and, and wasn't betting on games. Uh, their wide receiver was was was, was really good. Um, they have the Tank Dell, I believe, from Houston. They, like they have good. They have the they took these wide receivers in college who were like were big time like numbers guys performers, but were on like teams that you don't know them as much. I'm excited to see those dudes too. I've been exci- I've been watching CJ highlights there. He looks the part. Remember, yeah. we got a chance to be on the sideline there for him playing against Georgia. Yeah. And the conversation was like, this guy doesn't use his athleticism. How's his leadership? You know, like all this type of stuff. They're they're trying to knock everything about everybody because there's. B- you know, billions of dollars on the line in the NFL. But whenever they were talking about it, you watch this guy play, though. I mean, he's big, he mm-hmm. moves, and he's got a high. Yeah. He yeah. throws I darts. Mean, that is yeah. accurate. That's what everybody talks about him. And, and our first takeaway on Sunday after watching him in that uh, Georgia-Ohio State game in the college football playoff from the sideline was like, that's a Sunday. Mm-hmm. That right there is a yep. Sunday guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the conversation started talking about his Q2 or whatever, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And Houston's like, Still our guy. Don't care. What if he becomes... Oh, he could for well, sure. And that's and, like the NFL conversation with it going up and to the right. Is like the talent now is really good. Not even including the rookies, but if Bryce Young and Stroud come in and they're both studs, then all of a sudden there are actually 15. Richardson. And, and D'Amico. Yeah, D'Amico is a player coach, bro. Like, And he got a lot of guys that's played football that's coaching now. I even seen J. Joe um, on the sideline the other day. I called him at the prayer. I'm like, man, what is the vibe there? Who's this? J- Jonathan Joseph, who played with me. Oh, yeah. Um, he actually played with the Texans. Yeah. He's- I thought you were calling J.J. Watt, J. Joe. Yeah. No, J. Joe. J. That's J. on me. I, I do. Yeah. I, I thought I was like. Um, he's like there. four different people I came to my mind. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah he's I- there coaching the corners. Um, He just said it's a good vibe. And, like, when you got a good vibe and you got some younger guys that's believing in the system and you don't have too many older guys that's going against the new things, I think it could be a, it, it, turn, it can turn out pretty good. So that is fascinating to hear because there is um, – I spoke with a couple front office members okay. Whoa. from around the league. Is this is this front office members or is this is not JPA football front office members? Okay. So you guys are still hating on the 100%. next wave of NFL Twitter? 100%. It sounds like. Yeah, I, 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 don't know, it's, I don't know who JPA or ML or NFL Rookie Watch are talking to. Okay. I, I don't know if they're talking. I don't know. Okay. Exactly. It's in quotes. Cause, so I know their tweets are awesome, though. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I appreciate them. You okay. guys hating a bit. Foxy, what's their deal? I don't know. I love those accounts. They don't like this next generation having their time, huh? Is that yeah, right? no, 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 they hate it. Oh, big nothing greedy corporate fat cats. Nothing, nothing, nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. This has nothing to do with Mickey Mouse, okay? This solely has <laughs> to do with the fact that everything that I see from them, even though I would love to believe all of it, you can't believe any of it. So what some of these sources that I have talked to, actual sources, yeah, not just source. Not just reported. Is, or been reported by other sources, right. and I'm hearing it is that with these new systems that are in play on offense and defense, there are some people that are a little bit hesitant to bring in old dog who has old dog tendencies mm-hmm. instead of getting somebody young that can be taught new tricks, new tendencies, because the system that. does itself yep. Yep. almost like, that makes sense. hey, we need the system to be run like this. Yeah. Like this. Aaron talks about that. Uh, Rogers, yeah, yeah, because Lafleur's mm-hmm. bingo. Right. So like Aaron is a great depiction of that. Like Lafleur's offense isn't like a West Coast. We're doing this because of this. We're checking to this. We're doing. We're changing this. It is a hey. This is it. 
we're looking here, yep. then we're looking here. A lot of motion. Well, Shanahan, pretty much. Yeah. It's meant to like plug and play almost. Artie Smith as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, same types of offenses that have a lot of success run yeah, game, which were. is why I think because Aaron was there, they didn't want to utilize the run game as much because you have a four-time MVP, the best football thrower yeah. of all time. Yeah. So, like, LaFleur is probably pretty excited that it's just like the offense is going to run how it's going to run. Even though if you have Aaron Rodgers, you should probably think about maybe, like, hey, we should probably run a thing that utilizes, like, one of the best brains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. out of it. <laughs> in football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, like, being able to break down things. Because these new offenses, it's not like you have to know. It's just like, hey, if this person does this, That's your read. you're doing this. Yep. If that person drops there, you're going there. It's, like, much quicker football. And it's kind of – it's built for the next generation of college football, kind of how that's taking mm-hmm. place. So I think personally, and I don't know football as well as others, obviously, I think LaFleur probably should have had a system that, you know, took advantage of Aaron's greatness right. as opposed to like, hey, Aaron, do, do this, this system right. that does this. But now that he has Jordan, it's like, hey, he's been in the system. Right. He should know it should operate exactly. That's happened on defensive side as well. Yeah. People are thinking on defensive side of the ball. It's like safeties, corners with the different coverages that are now happening with like bend but don't break type stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some old dogs who come in and they're like very aggressive mm-hmm. and it's like, don't need that. Right. So we're just going to get a young guy that we don't have to pay a lot of money and hopefully don't have to break any habits. It's an interesting time right now for how the system is seemingly becoming much more important than necessarily the superstar talent of a player. It's like, if the superstar talent can fit into the system, great. Perfect. But I, from my conversations, there's people that are much more worried about the finding the pieces to the system mm-hmm. than finding superstar players. Joining us now is a man that would have fit in any system. Oh, yeah. yeah. This dude's lovely bald head has waltzed its way not only into the Hall of Fame, but multiple Super Bowl championships. What? And now he has a company that has a drink that has numerous different options called Defy. There's a recovery drink that has CBD in it. A recovery, uh, I believe it is an immune system booster, I, I believe. Whoa. Yeah, the hydration one for uh, rapid rehydration. Whoa. Called Defy. Defy. D-E-F-Y is mm-hmm. the drink. And it hopefully... We'll have as much success as this man had in the NFL and in life, ladies and gentlemen, Terrell Davis. Yeah. Yeah. TD, what's up, dude? What's going on, Pat? How you doing? Hey, how you doing today? Hey, we are great. You every time you join us, uh, you make us feel better. That big fucking smile, dude. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. That big smile. We think about you doing the, you know, the bald head is fresh. Yeah, hey, yeah. super clean. Yeah, I, just, I just, I just cut that this morning, so nice and nice and fresh. Hey, nice and cut. hey we appreciate. It. Did you do the same one for the face as you do for the head? No, I can't. I I can't. I have to use uh the head. I can use a razor, but for the face, I have to use like one of those little uh uh. It's an electric razor, but it's not. It doesn't cut really close. Uh, because if it cuts too close, that's a problem. So I I can't use a razor on my face. I can only use like the little. It's like a little trimmer. Um, oh, gotcha. Phillips, like a little Phillips trimmer. Yeah. Do you use the same? So now <laughs> you know. Do you use this? Never mind. <laughs> We're not that close. That goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that, that, little, that little Phillips thing it goes everywhere, man. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is an all-terrain yep. vehicle. That's right. Okay. It goes everywhere. All-terrain. Yeah, we love that. Absolutely love it. Now, are you completely bald? Are you you got the round? <laughs> what is the natural build? I have the uh I have the horseshoe. I have the horseshoe. I could uh if I grow it, you know, this the top won't grow, but the sides will grow in. And I've been shaving my head so long that 
you know, when it when I even see a little bit of it, I try to shave it. But yeah, I can grow a little bit more, man. Uh, they got some stuff now. You can actually what you take it and, and plug some hair in there if you wanted to. But I want to do the opposite. I want to go ahead and get it all off. I want to. I don't want to shave again. I want to be able to just have have it where I wake up and it's just like no maintenance at all. You got to do that laser treatment. You got to do like seven of those things. Yeah, yep. They just burn your scalp. I think. Yeah. I've seen the videos online. They just, you walk in there and they just go and they burn your head. Mm-hmm. And then like, all right, you got to come back for the next eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Dion had that problem. He got all hell now. He got the hair? Yeah. So that's from the hair lack. Yeah. yeah. Hair Dion Jordan. Filled yep. all in. He, he got more hair than me almost. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Hey, he's looking good with the chain. Oh, yeah. Anyways, let's move along. Um, <laughs> we were just talking about systems almost being more of a priority than superstar talent. And how some people are scared if they bring in an older player that their tendencies or habits already won't necessarily fill into the system. Now, it's on offense and on defense. Let's talk about the offensive side of the ball because obviously you're Hall of Fame running back. With some of these running systems that you're seeing in the NFL today, how do you think you would fare? And how much did, you know, old man Shanahan kind of have the effect on this entire NFL right now? Well, as you, yeah, you look around the league and, and everything uh, sort of stems from Mike Shanahan's uh, offense and his philosophy um, system, if you want to call it. But like for me, it um, I believe in systems because it's sustainable and you can bring people in. You, you kind of teach them how things are. It's almost like college systems, right? If you go to back in the day, if you went to Nebraska, you knew you were going to run a ball a ton of times. I don't care who comes out of Nebraska. You're going to have a thousand yards rushing. Um, you know, if you come out of Penn State, typically, so linebackers come out of Penn State. Uh, but I think systems just allow you to have a, a baseline and you're not player dependent. And so if a player goes down, now you have to scrap everything and try to teach people what that really unique player can do and that's difficult you know so if you're teaching a really good system um and guys are coming in and you're able to just hone in on the those philosophies and the mentality and you know how it is Pat, just the things that you work on and now you have me and and, and guys who like when i was there I, I i helped develop the system because we had brought it in my second year in denver and so by the time you had guys like mike anderson come in who, you know, I was able to help Mike out. Also, just like obviously Bob T, our running backs coach, is a really good coach. And then Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak. And we would just, we just, it was a religion in Denver running the football. So we ran it constantly. Like receivers had to be a part of the running game. Quarterbacks had to be a part of the run game. And it, we did it all the time. So by the time we got into, you know, game mode or you know, during the season, man, and then a few years in that, in that offense, it just became a well-oiled machine. The offensive linemen we had, they weren't big guys, but they were all very quick and agile, and you had to have that in that offense. And, you know, we 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 maxed we maxed out that offense, man. We we made it look um, you know, the way it was supposed to look, and we did that for a number of years. Yeah, and you're like the perfect depiction of like superstar talent in a system and creating the system. So six years, seven years into that thing, it's like you know it like the back of your hand, exactly where everybody else is supposed to go. That's a beautiful marriage. It's like, can teams figure that out? I guess that's what everybody's trying to do. Like, do you think that because everything's becoming system based, that we're going to lose some football IQ? Do you think, or do you feel like it all kind of goes hand in hand? I, th- I think you know, even with when you when you say system, like, hey, T- TD, Tom Brady said the game's like easy. Yeah. 
like uh, simple. simple, simple. He was like the, the quarterbacks don't have to be like super geniuses anymore. He Tom Brady was talking about the level of football, yes, in a negative fashion. And then Aaron talking about the Lafleur offense. He's running. He was like, this thing is so you don't even have to have a brain, really. Yeah, a baboon yeah. could operate it. Is it's exactly well, like you don't even have to do that. Do you think that affects it? A little bit, but you're always going to have people who either put their personal spin on it or they, they can play beyond the, the offense or, or system. And that and that system oh. will cater to right? So it, even been in Denver, right, for the first year, I had I had certain cues that I had to do. And and uh, Alex Gibbs, the offensive line coach, said, hey, here's where this ball is supposed to go. And if you and that's where I had to go. Even if I saw something on the backside, I couldn't make that cut. But after he after he started to trust me and recognize that, wait a minute, that I had certain skills that I had to use in that offense. And I said, listen, and he's like, and his, 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 his whole philosophy with me was, I want my four yards. As long as you give me four yards, I don't give a damn where you go uh, with the ball. Hey, so better work. I, you're you're going to yeah, go yeah. off script. Uh, better work, Bell. So the quarterbacks are the same way. A quarterback comes to a system. I'm coaching now, and we implement a system. And so the kids come in, and I say, here's where your reads are. You got one, you got two. Now, if this kid plays beyond that, and I can see that he he's better than a one-two read quarterback, then go ahead. So you start off with a system, but you can always expand to individualize an offense or a defense based off who's doing it. So, and that's the Pat. That, to me, that's nothing new. They've no. always been doing. I, that's offense. Always- that feels like offense or defense. Your strategy, a playbook, just a little bit different, a little bit easier at the beginning. Hopefully, you know, coaches have enough. Um, self-awareness to not let their ego or pride get in the way of like telling you no you can't cut back you know what i mean that's when that's when but that's a good that's a good point because they don't want to take the credit so they don't want they don't want you to shine and and, in an offense or defense that's not structured the way they structured it they want you to play within those boundaries so they can say hey when when we're up for a head coaching job or something that's my offense that's my defense and it will work no matter where i go and mike mccarthy said i know what kel moore wants to do yep kel moore wants to run that scoreboard he wants a head coach job i was in the same position i want to run the ball a little bit more <laughs> you know like that is it's not every offense coordinator defense coordinator mm-hmm. but there are humans and egos and prides going into every single decision. It's fascinating to see how it plays out. Hopefully everybody has the same amount of uh, success that you guys had in Denver. Hall of Fame weekend this past weekend, speaking of success. Did you go? How was it? What do you guys talk about there? Do you talk about the state of football? Is it off-the-field stuff? What are conversations normally like amongst the greats uh, in Canton, Ohio? Yes, yes, I went. I, I, I am. Listen, I'm so honored to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame that I told myself that I'm going to try to make it every single year. If I can make it, uh, I'm trying to trying to say that that's my commitment to go back every year. Yes, we talk about the state of football, and we had a conversation this year talking about the running backs um, and really the state of the running back and what's happening and trying to find some solution to how backs are, are really being kind of pushed out of the sport, just like fullbacks are no longer a part of the sport. So, it's you know it's it's sad to see um you're almost damned if you know if you, if you if you're back and you are really good and you earn that second contract they 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 look at you like wait a minute you you're, you're used up we can't sign you to a big term uh big time extension because we know that you you know you put the mileage on why do you and then think, if you have, why you they don't they pay do you that, why they do it now yeah i don't i do not have a clue this is stats and analytics i think yeah, I think this is stats and analytics. You know what I mean? But yeah. unless it's 100% to 0%, it 
It's hard for me to believe it. it. This is like whenever stats and analytics started coming in to every decision that was being made in football games. And like some coaches are like, I'm a stats guy. And 65% of the time, that's this was going to work. It's like, that's 35% of the time not going to work. Family's getting fired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, moving. and who knows if just now that number's just going into that overall stat. And all of a sudden it's that 64.9%. Yeah, it's right. like that sh- those stats aren't getting fired. You know what I mean? Those, yeah. So, and there's there's anomalies to stats and stuff like that. I believe, Pac, it is because they get these analytics telling them how running backs do after year five. Yes. This is just 80% of running backs after year five. This is their – well, what about that 20% though? You know, like are we – are we kind of going to lose out on that 20% or are we just banking that we can get a stable of three people instead of kind of risk on that? It's just, that's what I think it is. Too much information. You know what I mean? I think we got too much information right now. Scaring that's a great point. That's a great point because they, they always make this, uh, I always see the stat like after a back carries the ball like 350 times, you know, you look at the years after that and it tends, it tends to drop a lot. The production goes down. I think to your point, Pat, they look at that as sort of analytics and baseline and say, well, this guy has already had so much usage and we don't think based off history, we don't see any more production being squeezed out of his back. And so why pay them? Now I do. Now I've talked to a good friend of mine, Jim Trotter, and I was trying to find, come up with a solution to how do we, how do we make sure backs get, get paid? My, my solution was number one that you, you create a pool, right? I mean, it's just like a salary cap, um, or just like the, the franchise tag, but you have to spend that amount on that position. Um, so let's say quarterbacks is 50. You cap out quarterbacks at 50 million. Running backs have to be, you know, let's say 20 million, whatever there is, but you have to spend that money. You, you can't just like the regular cap. You got to spend the 200 and I don't know what the cap is now. Uh, something million dollars on the players. It's either that, but he came up with a better one. He said, listen, he said, why do we even have position caps anyway? Position, why are we paying players by position? Other sports don't do that. Basketball don't do that. Baseball doesn't do that. So they should remove the position and say, hey, if you are a good player, whether you're a quarterback, receiver, or running back, you should be able to get paid. Back shouldn't be lumped into one little category where the, the, the franchise tag is so low Boy. The franchise tag is $10 million. Pat, I talked to Edron James. When he was playing, the franchise tag was $8.5 million. $8.5 million. It has only gone up a million, uh, million five. Every other, every other position, the cap has exploded. The franchise tax, theirs have gone up. Backs have gone down. So it's like, why do you keep putting backs in a category? Just don't, don't use a category. If, if they're best player on your team, TD, I love what you guys are saying. I love what Jim Trotter's saying. I love what you're saying. But that would only be possible in, like, the next CBA. Could you imagine being able to get that done in a CBA? Like, how we even got to this point of players, like, the tight end's not happy about it either. You know, the tight ends are in a situation where they're running backs, obviously. I think safeties. Yeah. There's, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of nickel there, there yep, was like yep. a, a starting to break down the nickel position. Congrats to Rondé, by the way, mm-hmm. getting into the Hall of Fame this particular year. There's a lot of that. I would love that to be the case. Negotiation-wise, though, that's going to be f- impossible. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Sounds like the NFL – the amount of things that the NFLPA would have to give up to get all those things just seems like we're to – I don't know how you fix it other than the rookie contracts for running backs are higher – than what they have been because we know that the best five, six years are going to be the first five, six years. So, like, unless all the running backs coming out of college decided, like, no, we're not going to take the slotted 
thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to get more for the first five, six years of our deal as opposed to every other position that's trying to get to their second contract. We're just trying to get to our first contract. I don't know how you fix it, honestly. Well, you got, it, it's got to be some... It's got to be a lot of courage, man. That means that they got to come together and say, you know, we're not showing up until it gets fixed. Oh. And other thing too, right, Pat. Don't wait, so listen. And here's the other thing. So in most most times, the the quarterback's best friend is a is a really good running back. But when negotiations come come down, and when these backs are struggling, I don't ever hear a quarterback <laughs> step up and say, hey, "Dude, but I, I just I." I don't see it. So QBs are going to have to step up and and help out the the, the guy in in most cases who helps them get their contract. But a lot of that these backs be- that's up right now have either been hurt or was hurt before this year. Yeah, and either had a good year. This is not a year where all these backs have been balling for two three years. Like you can go through the whole list. Like none of these guys have been healthy. Um, for two years straight, the last two years, or we probably wouldn't be talking about. Yeah, it's like any position. If you if you have any injuries, there's a chance they're going to be hesitant. But it feels like at this particular position, is he, Josh Jacobs has he been? I mean, he broke his hand. Played, yeah. you know. They had him throw a ball. Remember, he broke a thumb. Yep. Go to the tent, come back out. Yeah, he broke his thumb. He's All right, go. sweet. We're going to throw a pass. pass. They had him throw a pass first play back. Never see it coming. I couldn't even imagine what was going through his head. Hey, bud, I can't even fucking. We're running with my left hand. It hurts. Now you want me to throw a ball. I don't know how that works. But, like, I do believe personally to Pac's point. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley. I don't want to go back two years. I'll just go back last year. Much different conversation. Yeah. And I guess Dalvin, too. Oh, yeah. What Dalvin was able to do. Eckler. Then, like, Najee. And, like, Jonathan Taylor, no offense, I love Jonathan Taylor. We need Jonathan Taylor. But last year, Jonathan Taylor was not good. He was hurt. It was not good football. Our team was terrible. So he's, like, not winning anybody over with, like, hey, I should be paid right now. It's like. And Barkley was good. He was good last year. But where the hell he been the the last three years? Yeah, well, that's a great question. But Mm -hmm. Bag was on the line. Showed up. You're right, but uh, I'll say so. Uh, if, if we can't get that done, then right. If you can't redo the CBA, obviously that's that's some years down the road. Yeah, Jim Irsay said, "Nah, we ain't doing it." That's what Jim Irsay tw- he tweeted it. Yeah, I'm just telling you. But then, but then let's make let's give a compensation. Let's, let's give some type of uh, package incentive, incentive package. Incentive. Yeah, that's that's on the sideline. That's available. A pool of money that's available to some of these backs when they do reach those milestones or get or, or hit those. You know, if you're getting 1,400 yards or 1,300 yards, there should be some money in the pot that pays you yeah. based off that back should have gotten, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like a player performance. Do that. The agents should do that. No, so I think that would have to be NFLPA and NFL negotiated. That would be like player performance bonuses that happen after the year. If if you do recall those, those uh, bonuses are handed out for if a guy outplays his contract right. worth. For instance, A.Q. Shipley, a friend of mine, he would get like 300000 350000 player performance bonuses that would come in like March from the NFLPA that had a pool where it was like he outplayed his contract. So you could certainly add into that for like position groups, yeah, sure. yeah. position specific. Hey, there is a way. Yeah. All right, let's talk, yeah. let's talk a little bit different. Let's talk about teams. Wait, hey, TD, here we go. Yeah. That's why you got that gold jacket. Hell right. Yeah. That's why you have that bald head. That's why you have Defy. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Denver Broncos, obviously a team that is synonymous with you and everything like that. Last year, 
abysmal. Terrible to watch. We all hated that you guys were in the NFL. Okay, We hated <laughs> that your team was potentially going to be on TV. This is terrible football. we got to sit here for four hours because we bet on this, and it's NFL football. Damn it. With that being said, Sean Payton has come in, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson seems to be back in great shape. All vibes are high. New offensive line. What are your thoughts on the Denver Broncos and what should we expect this year? Yeah, I think everybody uh, everybody's pretty excited about it. Um, you know, Sean has come in, and you, it's noticeable, um, even from, like, the outside looking in. Um, it's just a different sort of vibe, and you, you can, you know, like, when he first came in, Sean's whole thing was to try to calm, quiet everything down, and that is, you know, where players aren't posting things or not talking about what they're doing. You know, he had this saying that uh, he want, he wants anonymous donors and uh, and you've seen that you just you have not seen a lot coming out of the camp. Um, you, you you can certainly feel that it's different um, just by watching what's happened. I've been over there twice, talked to Sean one time for about an hour, and the was he just like talk- that Hackett guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Never, he never brought he never brought his name up. Um, but, but what he did was you know Sean obviously when we when I played in Denver um, with Mike Shanahan, I started to see a lot of similarities. And what Sean was talking about from a philosophical standpoint, um, just the things he was doing, just, you know, little things. And Mike's Mike, Mike's big thing was, the you know, the, the attention to, to detail and little things. And so it, it, we weren't going to try to win the championship in, you know, in, in August or July. You know, the championship is won in, in February. But there's things you do that puts you in position to win those championships. And you're starting to see that. Now this is going to take a this is going to take a you know it's a process. Oh, um, we not- heard that all last year. Uh oh, yeah. you guys stink again. We're going to have to watch this football team stink again. <laughs> what you going to do? So, so what you going what you going to judge? What are we judging right now? Then okay, just because- entertaining football. For instance, the Colts and the Broncos played last year. Oh. You remember it. Thursday night. That has to Brutal. be the worst football game in the history of the NFL. Like actually, okay. yeah, so, bad game. Twelve nine. So our team was like that all year. So is yours, I think. You know what I mean? So I think what we should judge it is, is there hope that this team could maybe win a Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Like, is there – I think that would be a successful season. Or playoff. You, wait, you going this season to Super Bowl? No. I'm just saying, like, this team – for us, we got a brand-new head coach as well. We're in a new – we're in a St. Colts – Broncos, I guess Russ is still there, but he was there last year. Let's not count last year. It's his first year. We got brand new quarterback. All I want to see from the Colts this year, and this sounds so terrible, and it's a defeated mindset. I do not like it. <laughs> I do not like it at all. But it is what it is with the AFC right now. Anyway, mm-hmm. the champs that are maybe in the middle of the dynasty are in the middle of your division, not ours. Thank God. But like, I just want to see that this team could win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like with the team that we have, with what Shane Steichen's coaching, like behind closed doors. They're on time to meetings. Like everything that's happening behind closed doors is like, yes, that's a championship caliber team. On the field, it's like, okay, we're seeing things that like this team could. What you know what I mean? Like that is what how I'm viewing this upcoming season. Is that what you're viewing the Broncos like, or is that not something you ever thought of? Exactly. I mean, I, I think to your point, like you have to see signs. You have to see process. I mean, a, a progress, and you have to see things that resembles a championship team. And once you see it, you know, you, you, you'll watch games, you'll watch practice, you'll watch uh, players, sort of their demeanor, um, and you'll see how these games are unfolding. Then you'll say, okay, we have a, sh- we have a shot, you know. I mean, to me, it's like we got to take some – we got to take steps. And, and, and last year we lost a lot of games, close ga- games. We were the prob- – uh, we were the, 
the least um, scoring or fewest scoring uh, offense in the league. So you know, let's let's let's, let's go mm-hmm. seventeen points. Let's let's get to twenty four. Let's get to twenty seven points a game. Let's start to increase that. Let's Ooh. you know, and, and in this in this business, you understand it's about putting giving yourself a chance to win, and not that all stats matter, but they but but some you you look at as kind of all right, where are we? And if that's one you can point to, if we can put more points on the board, that typically equates to winning more games when you score more points. <laughs> yeah, in a game that score is kept. Yeah. Here's said than done. I know that. Um, but let's let let's let's start with going out there and just and just you know looking like we uh you know, looking like we're going to be a team that's going to compete. ATD to kind of echo your stat shout out right there. Chiefs Eagles number one two points scored. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eagles were like twenty nine point four something like that. Chiefs twenty nine point six something yeah. like that in that world, and they were obviously the two teams that got to the Super Bowl. But I do believe in this modern NFL, a lot of teams are going to be able to get yards because yeah. defenses are mm-hmm. come on, come Good. on, come on, come on. So fantasy people are happy, gambling people seemingly happy, what? the NFL is happy. Right. But then all of a sudden, when you get down into that, you really know what dumb. I mean. Now we're kicking field goals instead of touchdowns. That's the entire difference. Yep. That's why whenever you have a guy who's like six foot seven, sure, you know, yep, should fucking use him. TD, we have a guy on our team, six foot seven. <laughs> Huge. Right, I don't want to bring this back to the Colts. Six foot seven, Jelani Woods. He's six seven. You're not. He scored touchdowns every time he's in the red zone, and then we just started benching him every time we started getting. And there's just like decisions that are made by people that are much smarter than me in football that I don't understand. But hopefully, you guys will have the red zone figured out because if not, another low scoring year and we can't have it. It's over. And I know the Broncos can. Tone Diggs has a question for you here, TD. Yeah, TD. Uh, real simple: Are those dogs going to go back to back to back? Ooh. Man, let me show you what I'm working with. Let me show you. You see that G right there? Well, you now. see that? G- we do now. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't there for a second, but we do. Now. There you go. That G, yeah, man. We don't see uh, it. We don't see it. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does that not make even, y'all not- the greatest dynasty though? If y'all do go back to back to back. Yes. Oh yeah. It's up there. Oh, oh yeah, no question. I mean, because you look at other teams, and and you know, obviously, Bama's got a new quarterback, and 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 they seem to be our nemesis. But we we got over that hurdle two years ago, um, and Georgia just con- they just continue to just reload. Um, man, I was I was down there this offseason, and Kirby Kirby Kirby's doing, I mean, a, a fantastic job. We've heard Kirby before games. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've man. heard a couple audio clips of old Kirby <laughs> before games. He's got those boys ready to run through a wall. Yeah. he's a guy. He he's I love what he does. He's seemingly a players' coach too. Is what they kind of like. He understands because he played, but he's a super holds a lot of him and Saban. They're saying like. What a time, dude. What a time to be a Georgia Bulldog. Yeah. You guys are just better than everybody. Yeah. It's a good time, man. But it's it's, a, it's also, man, I've, you know, and get up to Georgia, but the Pac-12, what's going on with the Pac-12? <laughs> what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on it all? Yeah. See, I grew up in California. I'm a West Coast kid. And, you know, I'm a San Diego guy. Um, and it's a little sad to see that it's it's being dismantled like that. Because I grew up, man, I, used to, I mean, that's all I watched was Pac-12 games, SC, UCLA, Oregon. Um, yeah, but you, you know, weren't Washington. going to one of them. You said, get me out of here. I'm going to Georgia where real football is played. Yeah. I went to Long Beach State. I went to Long Beach State right there in uh, Los Angeles. Um, it didn't work out there, but I, you know, ended up going to Georgia after that. And that in Georgia's real football, man. Long Beach State was, you know, with 
bless bless <laughs> bless the people who tried to make it work there, but it just was not a it wasn't nowhere near what Georgia was. Oh, Horse yeah. yeah. Really? Dude, yeah. don't you don't you think though, like the writing was on the wall here. I don't I don't know how they don't get a TV deal done. Okay, I personally don't know how in the state of what football does ratings-wise versus everything else. If you have football, you should be able to negotiate a deal of some sort, you would think. So them not being able to get a deal that is worthy to keep the schools around, and then overnight everybody's like, we're out of here. It's crazy. Business-wise, that's going to get studied for a long time. Sports-wise, that's going to get studied for a long time. Last week is going to be – Pete Thamel said this. There's going to be documentaries. Mm -hmm. There's going to be so many things about what happened where the Pac-12 just fell apart. But I I don't follow closely enough. You tell me. They sell out those games in the Pac-12, right? Like I – I want. I, I called a Stanford game. Yep. Remember that? Yeah, yep. they are. Not. There was 24 people in the stand. Oh, yeah. 20, 20, 24 people in the stand, I think. They're all Olympians. Yeah. And I. they were very successful. Yeah. They all were going to find some tech company. They're all going to be billionaires, I assume. Very, very smart. But nobody gave a damn nope. about football at all there. I don't know what it is like everywhere else, but does Pac-12 move a needle at all anywhere? And was this kind of like – assumed to happen almost from Pac-12 people, or do you think they still had the juice and I'm not paying attention enough? I don't, I don't have all the details to it, but again, growing up, um, it was a different kind of football because, like you know, the stadiums weren't as big and they still wouldn't, you know, you still wouldn't fill the stadiums. And so you have a lot of these schools on, on the West Coast that people, football is not a religion out on the West Coast. I mean, you have really good players, but when you talk about like the institutions and actually football, You'll have every once in a while. I mean, obviously, SC was the was was the big dog for a long time, and well, they were but, cheating anyways. Yeah. They're giving Reggie yeah, Bush apartments and stuff. So <laughs> it's not a Heisman winner in my eyes. No way. No, he didn't. He wasn't the best player in football. Not now, not ever. No, nope. yeah, he was. Don't give him the award. Pat, no, they took it away from him. No, Pat, man, they gave it back to him. No, no, uh, no, not a model. No, 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 because no. he got yeah. an apartment. Yeah, yeah, they melted that Heisman down. Yeah, gave it to Vince. That's yep. right. And Vince said, I don't want oh. this. I just want to go to Cheesecake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give us a fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, give someone else. Give this back to Reggie. Crazy is now that that, you know, all this NIL stuff. Oh, yeah. It, but it's right now. They should they should retro that, go back and give the man back his mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Give him, give SC back the two, the two championships. Oh. Yeah, yeah, give it back to him. Didi, you're you're making a lot of sense here. And with that being said, no way the NCAA does that. Not happening. No chance at all. Uh, obviously, we are 30 days away from the NFL season, and whenever we thought of number 30s, the first person we thought of was the Maha Salute. Oh, yeah. Appreciate the hell out of you, TD. Have an incredible weekend. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one, man. You still in shape? I try to be. Yeah, let me see. I've been work. I've been working on. I've been working on those things. Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're on some shit. You're on some shit, huh? You taking some good signs? Defy, man. Defy. That's what I'm on. I'm on defy. (laughs) I'm taking more than defy. (laughs) It's awesome. Science is at a really, really good spot. But hopefully, I'll look like you someday. You are the man, ladies and gentlemen, Terrell Davis. Joining us now live from Natick in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, what? a Ryder Cup winner, a father of 10, a COVID survivor, a handsome devil. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Founder of the Hawk Cut at Sports Clips. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. Oh! Wow. Wow. Look, one day into that haircut, you look even better. You're glowing. How are you, pal? Oh! 
Doing great. How are you guys doing? Van, not as good as you. Could you imagine but, looking in the mirror and seeing that haircut right no, there? I'd be no. there the whole day. Oh, my. Just staring. Just wow. God damn, yep. you look good. There you go. I, I am AJ. Huh? The MVP treatment is not just a figure. Speech. You look tan, man. You've been getting sprayed? No, so that's light shirt. I never wear a light shirt. So this is... Uh, I've gotten to the point where my belly button and my nips aren't as big or fat. Sure. So I wear light-colored <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Your nips get bigger with the more weight you gain? Well, just like, you know, my whole body just kind of yep. sinks with gravity. Earth is sucking my body out and down. <laughs> so it's just kind of one of those things. Nips turn into But thank dollars. you. I appreciate the compliment of how Tana look. It's because I'm wearing something that isn't just pitch black, which is my normal operation. Sure. Um, I... Uh, I'm really taking this fitness stuff serious right now, yeah. AJ. I'm really taking it serious. Aren't right you now. guys all? You're out there grinding the weight room every day, aren't you? Everybody in here except for Fat Nick. All yeah. of us. Everybody's grinding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hawk has. I rode my bike. Nick walks in in the middle of me getting after it or whatever. Full sweat. That's yeah, Taco Bell. Full lather. Connor's got a full lather. Foxy's already run two miles. Hell yeah. Erbo's in there. Billy McComas is stumbling around because he did legs for the first time in three months yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Nick Great comes deal. walking in with a Cinnabon. I'm like, you know this gym's open, Nick. You're allowed to. Why would I do that? Well, I lift 12 ounces. <laughs> that old thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to get this guy to live longer and be more healthy and just can't get it to work. But he has that build. He's allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. He can do that. Now, Ty, I don't know what your excuse is. Well, you have a baby. I do. And like I said, I got a treadmill and a Peloton in my basement. So I usually wake up, you know, about an hour before the baby wakes up. I get my work in like that. I know you hop in your Bronco, hop on the Peloton, mm-hmm. come into work, do your thing. And we appreciate that. Okay. I do appreciate the hell out of you. But also, it is inspiring what's going on in that Hawkhouse. Team building. I, I agree. AJ, I don't think I expected it to be this alive every morning. I almost feel an obligation. It's like team, uh, like a team lift. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like I feel like an obligation. Like everybody's holding each other accountable. Yeah, right? yeah like yeah. Billy McComas like. comes stumbling in 45 minutes late. It's like, hey, this is old Bill. Yeah, I thought we were doing? a new Bill. Right. Today off, Bill? Well, we don't know what he's been doing before the show, so yeah. you got to give him some slack. Joining us now That's is a man true. who we don't know what he's doing ever because he's the most interesting human on earth. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was landing a helicopter onto a boat in the middle of the ocean, I do believe, yep. about three months ago. Yep. He's flying in a fighter jet a couple months ago. He was flying a trick plane a couple months ago. He was living in a sailboat because he was planning on sailing a son of a bitch mm-hmm. around the world. Yep. Solo. Now he's catching footballs for the New Orleans Saints again. Has to be easy. Seems to be with all the highlights coming out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, he's taller than you, smarter than you. He's an incredible football player, and his brain seems to be absurd. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the program, most interesting man on earth, Jimmy Graham. What's up, what's up guys? How you doing? Man? Hey, great. How you guys been? Great. Need to head starboard there to get back in the frame. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about this, Jimmy, because... You know, you came on the program when AJ was hosting and I was at home with the baby and I was watching along. And as AJ tells stories about you and Aaron tells story about you and I kind of follow along with what you're doing. He's getting like 150 views while flying planes in this absurd fashion. Yeah. And I don't think anybody knows about like to the extent of the talent that you have in all these other like extreme things, landing a helicopter on a boat, flying trick planes. What made you decide you were coming back to football? Because I remember you said, I haven't officially retired. When was it like, I am coming back? And has it been like riding a plane or a helicopter (laughs) for you to just get back into football shape and play football again? Yeah, I mean, it's been been a very interesting couple of weeks for sure. You know, uh, um, from all the things that I've done over the last year um, and, and, you know, all the time I've spent on learning, 
um, and, and, and trying to chase goals that I've had for myself. Uh, one of the biggest goals was always, um, you know, obviously winning a ring and, and um, obviously ending things here in New Orleans. So that was one of the things that, and one of the reasons I didn't play last year, um, I, I, I didn't want to put on another jersey. Uh, you know, I remember uh, talking to Mickey and basically being, if there's ever an opportunity where you think I could help, uh, let me know and I'll be there. If not, then I'm going to retire. And, and uh, so I sit here right now in New Orleans, um, happier than I've ever been, healthier than I've ever been, uh, and, and truly just excited for the opportunity. You know, this team is has got so much talent, man, and and to really see it up close is uh, has been amazing. Man. I love your Mickey. You, you still six foot fourteen or whatever? Yeah. Can you still run and catch a football? Yeah, yeah. We got time <laughs> and space for you. Go ahead, AJ. Jimmy, when did uh, when did all of this like when did it become a reality to you that hey, yeah, I'm going to go back and play football? Is this months ago? Is this weeks ago? And also. How has your body held up after those first couple of days of pads? Yeah, I mean, for me, I always knew in the back of my mind that there could be a possibility that, uh, you know, I would get the call. But um, really, it was about two weeks um, before I showed up to do my workout uh, is really when I got the call. And, and really when I started transitioning most of my uh, most of my regimen to, to more football. You know, I mean, for the last year, I've been, you know, cycling all over the place and making sure that I kept my cardio up and obviously lifting a bit. But um, you know, as far as football specific, uh, you know, it had only been a couple weeks before I showed up and, 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 you know, things have been awesome. Uh, you know, obviously the body's got to get used to the heat and, and, you know, has to get used to the load, but, uh, you know, it's been amazing to put this Jersey on, you know, to, uh, to put the pads on and really get that contact back, uh, which is something that you don't really get in the normal life and, and, and truly something that I've missed. Okay. So I don't want to, you know, ever say something that you find offensive. So, no offense. Yep. Okay, we got a deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no offense. You you fly fighter jets and shit, so I don't want to piss you off. Okay, I just would like. It's all good, man. I would like that to be known. But when I asked um, Nick Underhill of New Orleans Dot Football, yep. okay, uh, beat writer down there, I said my question was phrased in a manner where I was like, "Is Jimmy going to make the team?" And what do you think Jimmy is going to do? He said like 15, right? 15, 15 20. 20. Yep. 15, 20 plays. That seems like a pretty good load, you know, yeah, for perfect. a man that was out of football and for how many years you've uh, kind of played and every, where you're at right now with your life and everything else you've been able to do. What are you expecting from this year as a New Orleans Saint? And did I just offend you by even asking that question? No, no, no. Not at all. Right you know I mean? I think yes. – uh, you know, I've always played with a, with a pretty big chip on my shoulder, and and kind of one of the one of the best things that ever happened to me was this past year. You know, I mean, I really had the opportunity to let my body and really let my knee fully, uh, uh, you know, fully get its strength back. You know, it's something that since since I hurt that thing, I was always just on the back end of another season and continued that grind for what is seven eight years. You know, to you know to spend a year the way I did and to get a little bit of latitude and and the realization of how much you do miss this game but really the the ability to also um sit on a bike for thousands of miles over that year and, and a half and then get span. run over by a car yeah yep yeah yeah and then to get hit by a car that's when I really knew that I still had it you know like <laughs> whenever I got hit by the SUV and kind of ate it uh you know I said you know maybe I can take a little bit more contact and and uh, you know that's that's really Really, everything that's happened and the ability for me to stay in shape while being gone from football, I really got to attest to the bike. You know, honestly, that's one of the best things I'd ever done in my life. It is one of the things I wish that I'd gotten a hold of maybe a decade ago. 
and stopped being such a meathead and uh, did a little bit less power cleaning, a little bit more biking for just really my full system and my heart and my cardiovascular. You know, my cardiovascular, I feel like, is the best it's ever been. And, um, you know, so I'm I'm also excited to, you know, to test this out and and to see, you know, to to be able to feel like I feel after a year of doing what I did for my body. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the opportunity to test out this theory. The Peloton craze was real because of how in shape everybody was getting. And then you see like Conor McGregor, uh, still tweeting words that, you know, of course, everybody's kind of stopped saying for a while, Come on, but Connor. his whole entire cardio is bike. I think he's like yeah. a big time bike guy. And I'm not saying he has a grace, but a lot of in the combat world do the biking and everything like that. Yeah. I thought that would be bad for your knee, not bad for your knee. That's good rehab for the knees. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been the best rehab I've ever done. I mean, not only that, you know, the ability How about here? to. Yeah, no, no. I mean, t- to sit on a bike and do a hundred miles in a day, uh, to sit on a bike and also realize your max heart rate. To, you know, to, to realize your FTP. These are things that I never really un- that isn't really a part of football. You know, to I didn't know that my max heart rate was two hundred one. Now I know exactly what my max heart rate is. I know exactly what my resting heart rate is, and I know exactly, you know, when. Uh, um, you know, how I can sustain a five hour pedal, you know, at a hundred and one beats. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a weird heart. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you got a good heart. We got, everybody needs to check their hearts now (laughs) after everything that's been happening seemingly, but over one thirty oh one thirty, that's when like you're burning, right? Allegedly. That's what I've been kind of taught. And then I think anytime I'm dying on like the Stairmaster or the thing, I'll put my hands on there and it'll be like 160. I'm like, 160? Moving. And it'll get up to like 170. I'm like, oh, I'm dead. Gotta get off. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna die. Slow down. You're at 201 just on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, well, that's at max. Like, that's when I'm like kind of competing versus somebody and somebody's trying to race me up, you know, some big hill. Um, but really, I You're mean, not I'll be... to die. I, I'm willing to get... No. Nah, I'm willing to get well, 201 right here. I uh, mean... It, if you're trying to win and you're trying to, I mean, there's, there's, there's such an ultimate competitiveness to cycling. That's what's unbelievable. Was it kept that edge because you're pushing your body to absolute limit where you're, I mean, you you believe that you're going to collapse and literally pass on the bike. I've been to that moment in those dark spaces a few times on the bike, but really like when I'm pulling for a Peloton for you, and I'm putting in work, I mean, I'll sustain, you know, 160 beats per minute for four hours, you know, and, and that's, so to be able to do that and the transition that into football, I mean, it's, it's, it's been truly interesting to see, yeah. you know, how it helps you really. Yeah. I'd say four hours at fucking max heart rate. Yeah. That's a football game. My God. You guys taking half time. Don't need it. I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a stair step or something to keep this thing going so I can really stay warm. So you're in the best shape of your life. That's awesome to hear. Congrats to yeah. you. We're lucky you're back in the NFL. Go ahead, AJ. Jimmy, did you? Uh, I, I heard you did fly yourself to camp on on a plane. I'm guessing. Did you bring the Huey? Like, can people in New Orleans maybe on an off day expect to see the big old Huey flying around uh, the city there? What's a Huey? Uh, um, helicopter. Well, Copper gunner. So a Huey is a Viet. Well, it's a it's a single engine turbine helicopter. The one that I have it fought in Vietnam. Oh, um, and we and we restored it, really? uh, you know, back than it's ever been. And now we give flights to veterans. How much did that cost, Jimmy? Did that cost like twenty million dollars? It feels <laughs> like it's. You showed um, me the pictures of all the process. And I was like, whoa, this was not yeah. cheap. Yeah, I mean, it's not cheap. If you think about it, um, you know, it was a full restoration. You know, all brand new component uh, components. This thing will fly for the next twenty years. But really, yeah. to rebuild it wasn't expensive. What it is is to run it's ex- is pretty expensive. It burns a hundred gallons of fuel. 
per hour. So oh, everything that I do, my God. Jamie, I'm try- why don't you get an electric helicopter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I got no, an electric no, no. V. I'm saving the world. You guys are out here. I didn't know this. I wonder why it's so hot down in Florida. Oh, my <laughs> God. You That hot training camp. You know why? Because <laughs> of you. That That's what they're saying. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what people are saying. We need to ground them oh, all. Man. We just got Kyle's not farting anymore, right? No, no. Yeah. no. Took they're them putting bags. Yep. The thing about this is, like, batteries can't do that yet. I mean, there's My car how, super how much those batteries would weigh would take up all your yeah. useful load in the helicopter. And then, obviously, the temperature change, not only. There's just too much going on. That's why it hasn't hit aviation like it should. Uh, you know, like, they were looking into do this for – I mean, there's there's variants that can help. But right now, a fully electric plane is it's just very difficult to do because it doesn't have that type of – of of um of capacity to carry passengers and to run for that long. I assume you know this because you were probably there whenever they discovered this in South Korea. But brand new superconductor being uh, introduced into the world apparently is going to change the game, especially Boom. in electricity. That's what we're being told. Really? New superconductor. Really? Yeah, it's yep. going to charge up my electric vehicle in about That's five right. five minutes or so, Whoa. all the way back to hundred, and maybe save aviation. It sounds like possibly that'd be a cool thing. I have no idea what else it'll be able to do. I'm sure we'll benefit from it greatly, and AI will take it over, will, and we'll lose. It'll probably save aviation, and I need I need some bigger batteries for the sailboat. So you know, I can definitely yeah, use some of that. for sure. Oh, Oh, yeah, because whenever you're out there in the middle of the Atlantic all by yourself, wouldn't be bad to be able to fry up a little burger. That's uh-huh. right. That's right. I mean, fry up uh-huh. a burger out there, be able to live a little bit like a human. Are you so? What's the plan here? You're playing one more year, two more years. I don't want to. I don't want to do too much of that. You're probably living in the moment. All that, yeah. all that good stuff. But you still have a lot of other goals, I assume, in the real world. But your body's still able to be in the NFL. Are you planning yeah. on uh, just kind of riding this out, see how long it goes, or do you have a end in in sight? Yeah, you know, my, uh, you know, I mean, I've got a small team of people that have been around me for a long time, and and you know, from from business to aviation to sailing, uh, you know, we really had to take a look at things over the last basically few weeks. And make sure I can put that all to the side. You know, I'm I'm 100% focused on what I'm doing now, and being um, as good as I can be, and um, challenging myself, and really working on my room. You know, I mean, I have an incredible room here in New Orleans. Uh, we have a dynamic offense, a dynamic team with a lot of good players. Um, this team is is you know from the outside looking in. Obviously, everybody knows how much talent it is, but once you come in here and you realize how competitive this team is. You know, uh, 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 how how intense our competition right now is with this 90 man roster. It's unbelievable. And I'm just blessed to be here. So my my true focus is really on that. My true focus is on helping my room out, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, spreading my knowledge to Juwan, to, you know, uh, Big Foff, uh, to Lucas. Um, You know, it's these are the things that that I'm really looking forward to is really to be back in that brotherhood. You know, that's one of the things that I miss the most. That's one of the things that I got with uh, AJ um, back uh, at the Derby was, you know, the feeling of that locker room again, you know, the feelingness of that camaraderie that we have as men. That's something that you don't really get in the um, in the world outside of these walls. So that's one of the biggest reasons that I came back. And, you know, so I'm I'm just living in the moment, blessed to be back in the city, back in this jersey, back in my number. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to score again. Uh, that's that's going to be incredible. Dunk it, take the penalty. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Kicker's yeah. going to have to make it. Listen, <laughs> yep. need, you, need you to make a 48-yard extra point. All right? <laughs> Jimmy Graham's back. This is just how it goes. In the locker okay. room, that vibe, if we didn't have this building, I don't know what I would do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. It's tough. Not, yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of shit being talked. But, like, it <laughs> yeah, is yeah. – yeah. 
it's an incredible thing that I think is what people normally miss before they miss anything else. It's like, I miss the camaraderie. But you're also a yeah. guy who's signing up to sit in a sailboat all by yourself. So. Yeah. yeah. Seems like you can figure it all out, and we're very thankful for it. Speaking of figuring things out, Derek Carr, now with the Saints. Huge signing, obviously. This is a yeah. massive ordeal. This is a whole new team. It's your program now. Derek, jaded about how it all ended at the Raiders. Won a lot of games. Had some games where, you know, is Derek Carr ever going to be the guy before he ended up breaking his leg on Christmas Eve? which was he was on his way to win an MVP that year. Yep. Who knows? Yep. What are your thoughts on Derek Carr down there? And obviously he and Darren Waller had an incredible relationship on the football field. Have you noticed any carryover with his comfort with the tight end down there? Yeah, you know, he he's a true pro. Uh, really that and him coupled on this offense. I mean, I know what this offense can do. You know, I mean, I've been in the system before and I understand how dynamic this system can be. And I think he's perfect for the system. I think his work ethic uh, and, and you know, his hunger and the way he operates in the huddle, man, it's just, it's just unbelievable to see. And, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, really getting some live action with him, um, you know, seeing, seeing how, you know, he continues to, you know, make this offense also his, you know, he's, he's the type of guy where, you know, you want to just let him loose and give him some options so he can check to the right play. You know, he, you know, he's got a photographic memory. I mean, the things that he can remember, um, how he remembers them, and he demands so much from himself. You know, I think that's one of the cooler things that he's got an experience here is, you know, how competitive we are in every practice. Um, and to also see how competitive he is. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't like to see the ball on the ground. Uh, you know, that, uh, uh his, his attention to detail is very similar to the things that I saw in Drew Brees, you know, his ability to command this offense, to get us to the right check, um, because, you know, this playbook is no joke. Uh, this is the biggest playbook I've ever been a part of. You know, it's, it is wordy, super wordy plays. You have to understand that there's multiple checks in every play. You have to understand how to pick up these protections. And, you know, I mean, I, I really think that, you know, he's, um, you know, he's he's the leader that this team, this city needs. And, and, you know, we're really looking forward to it because obviously on all sides of the ball, we have an, we have a we have a talented group. Man. Yeah, and, and the NFC and, South, you know, NFC South, too, Jimmy. Yeah. Seems yeah, like oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's goals. You know, like everybody can look in the in the far, far future. But for us, it's about the NFC South. It's about owning the NFC South and really going there and 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 battling against these teams um, and making sure that we're prepared uh, come week one. All right, I can't wait to watch. Pac-Man has a question for you, Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? Yes, I know, you, I know you said uh, you're in the best shape you in. I know I said out of year, and I was in the mm -hmm. best shape. But timing, sometimes it takes times to get the rhythm yeah. back, the speed of the 100%. game. Um, my question to you is, how close are you being back to the regular timing that you are normally yep. at, and the speed yeah. of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's definitely. Um, I, I can see myself just getting better each and every week, you know, as it's been two weeks, each week that, you know, I can feel my legs up underneath me. I mean, I can feel that I'm coming in and out of the routes. I can feel that I'm connecting, you know, now, and also this offense has changed a little bit, you know? Um, so I have to, um, it's, it's evolved with words that weren't here before uh, when I was here. So just making sure that I get all aspects of that. Um, and then I get all aspects of timing. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, I got to experience this before because uh, the year I got traded to Seattle when I hurt my knee, um, that offseason, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't in pads until the day of the game. I mean, I literally didn't do any of training camp, any offseason. I did nothing. I basically showed up week one and was in an NFL game with a knee at the time that wasn't even fully healed. So, you know, to now kind of repeat that, but now I get this whole full training camp to really, you know, knock off the rust, you know, to really get these, 
get these calluses on my body and then to figure out that timing, especially with car. Um, you know, I'm, um, I think that this is perfect for me. That's one of the reasons I'm here, you know, sweat my ass off in this heat, um, you know, is, is to get back to that timing and get back to, you know, who I know I can be. You a cold tub guy. You, you do the cold tub. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, every day, every day have to, even when you're not in football. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, I think that's, you know, you know, for me, that's that's always been a big part of my regime. Um, uh, you know, it's it, it's always been something I've been involved with, and and yeah, you kind of have to do that for recovery, you know, especially on the bike. I mean, you know, I bike. I mean, I was biking thousands of miles a year. You know, that's something that, you know, you, you can't let go of. So I, I'm trying to tell AJ this because AJ refuses to get in the cold tub. You know, we got one here now. Yeah, it's awesome. I got one in my house. <laughs> you know, me and Wim Hof are doing. Really ice work. I've heard it's really good for you. Like not just recovery, but like mental as well. Every day, like having to do something you don't want to do mentally. Yes. Like very good. Stressing the body, Uh, you know, stressing the body matters. You know, I mean, you know, for me, you know, I've been stressing my body. If it's not, um, you know, obviously on the bike with the cardio, if it's not in the cold tub, you know, it's it's pushing my body through G's, you know, and, and, you know, going up and pulling 10 G's. That stuff. I watched Mission Impossible six times. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I pulled nine, ten Gs. Top Gun, just to start. Uh, yeah, Top Gun as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Top Gun. I watched that thing six times. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling Gs to start that ten of them. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. yeah. How many did I pull? Ten. Yeah. I mean, it might have been close to thirteen. And then it blew yeah, up. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. And we ended up walking through the mountains yep. or whatever. Yep. Just needed yeah. water. Yep. That's all. That's right. I mean, I was pulling Gs. You're out there doing that shit. That's crazy, Jimmy. For real. Nuts. Jimmy, you're no, no, well. Well, no, no. Well, I'm going to get everybody in here up there pulling G's with me. So AJ will probably be the first. Yeah, that's a big you know? 10 no from this one. AJ was laying in. We were laying in Columbus on a plane, and AJ, who's former pilot, I assume you know that. He was in a magazine yeah. as a pilot, yep. stand, <laughs> standing on the side, waving at people. Mm-hmm. I'm a yeah. pilot. Call me the captain now. Uh, so he loves flying. We flew back to Columbus together because he came out to Indiana. There was a WWE event in Columbus. I was going to fly over, so it was like a perfect setup. I mean, I was going through it. I don't like flying. But, you know, I have a man next to me who signed up to be a pilot, loves flying. And he's he's sweating, mouth is sweating. Pale. He's holding on to things like this. And as soon as we get on the ground, he's like, all right. Can't wait to do that again. (laughs) He just loves it. He does. Like, you love the punishment of what planes do. I think to you, AJ, I'm not like that. I, the faster we can get on the ground, the better in my eyes. And the smoother that flight can be, oh, the better. Yeah. As soon as that thing starts moving, I'm like, we're dead. Yep, we're yep. dying. Okay, <laughs> cool. And then it steadies out. I'm like, Whew. all right, now it's just house money. Yep, okay, exactly. Because I thought I was dead two seconds ago. So you know, I only fly on those big ones too. I need it to be. I need an SUV up there. I don't yeah. need to be. Well, you know what I mean? Well, I've got an SUV of a helicopter, so you come up in the helicopter, man, and I can guarantee you love it. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Aaron's been up in it. You can ask him, man. It's just, it's an incredible We got to jump out. We got to jump out into the ocean, right, Jimmy? Can't we hang off the bottom, yeah. off the struts, and, yeah. and jump in? Yeah. Look at this one here, AJ, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look at this yeah. one here. That'll never. You, you won't see that. You What's better. that? <laughs> We're doing a pencil. I yeah. Don't, exactly. hold, your nose, hold your nose jumping, jumping off a Huey helicopter into the ocean. Yeah, if you don't do that, a shark will get up there. That's uh-huh. right. Because, uh, you were doing it in Tahoe. Yeah, we did yeah. see you coming off the dock. Ah, yeah. Pencil! Watch me! Watch <laughs> me. That sounds like me. That's what you were doing. Yeah. That's how I woke up. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. People wondering why I golf like shit. You tell me. You look out there. <laughs> Every morning. All-time leading tackler for the Packers doing a Ticonderoga number two with yeah. a nose plug. Plugging them. It's hard to take it serious. <laughs> it's a tough way to wake up. Yeah. I'm just laughing. 
Jeez Louise, dude. I would jump you off ever black out, Jim, you ever black out? Jimmy, you ever black out? G-lock, isn't that what they call it? When you're you're actually piloting the airplane? I always thought that when I flew with the Thunderbirds and Blue Angels. I'm like, I'm back here puking and passing out. This guy's actually controlling the plane doing all of this. Yeah, no, I mean, I've never had that. Uh, I've had a few friends, but really, like, once you once you unload the Gs, that all goes away. So you basically, you grab, you tunnel wow, out, geez. and then you black out eventually. Um, but that's nothing, that's nothing I've experienced. I mean, I've, I've come, like... When I when I'm doing lump shavat, so basically when I'm, it's basically where you're doing front flip. So you're 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 basically rotating the plane around the crankshaft and the engine. Um, you can get a bit of stars there, but that mostly is your brain hitting the top of your skull. So besides that, uh, you know, I mean, I've never really had anything too crazy. So when you're doing this shit with this plane here, <laughs> when you're flipping this thing, you're just hoping yeah. your brain doesn't hit off your skull while you're kind of. <laughs> Is that what we're hoping for? Is this light work? What are you doing here? Loop de loos or whirly birds? Yeah. So no, no, no. Those are those are snap rolls. It's a snap roll or a lump shabba. Uh, yeah, I think it's a snap roll. Oh, those, uh, nah, so, that's those are snap roll. Those, those aren't too crazy. That one. Let's see. This, this one. is. Yeah. Uh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. We were what actually playing like off. Jeez. What's that, pal? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just wondering the first time you did like a, a flip or a roll when you were solo and didn't have anyone with you. What was that like? That'd be scary. Yeah. That's what's so interesting about aviation. There's so many firsts. You know, like I have 10 licenses. So over those 10 licenses, you're going to do one of those for the first time. Um, I remember the first time that I got up and I was alone and really got to feel, well, one, the plane feels completely different because you don't have. 220 pounds of another mass. Look at you. You're a psycho, dude. Look at you. <laughs> Man. I don't know if that's gravity pulling your mouth open or you smiling for... Let me bounce back. It's a video game, bro. <laughs> STC. Bas- I mean, mm-hmm. basically, it is the most freedom you can have on a three-dimensional surface. It's that doing doing those things and really understanding how that how that operates. You know, it's 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 basically physics up there. Like, like you're, yeah, you're doing things to unload the wings to get them not to fly so you can manipulate them around the crankshaft and using P factor. And so, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so very interesting, but then to go over and be able to physically be able to do that and then to show people how to do that. I mean, I don't think there's anything better with your clothes on for sure. <laughs> Good luck. Mm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Third dimension. I mean, the yeah, fuck? let's talk about <laughs> Let's talk about third dimension because good friend of yours, you said, man, it's been in a helicopter. And I would like to jump out of a helicopter into water. That'd be cool. Just yeah. one time I'd like yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Just to say I'm done. So that's the only time I'm getting on your little chopper thing. Now, gotcha. we took a chopper in New York. It was awesome. We went from Teterboro into the city, normally 45 minutes to an hour, depending upon what the tunnel traffic is. It took us six minutes. That's not oh, bad. Yeah. It was fantastic i could see how you'd fall in love with the helicopter life but for me because you just said well we're taking a p crank and we're t- twisting around the yip de do and, and <laughs> I, I don't know that you know so whenever when that thing starts doing a little this i'm like yeah we're dead we are dead we are dead so i just can't maybe one day i'll learn enough to kind of get past it all um but like when you think about everything you do off the field okay and then you get back on the field is there in a tone kind of wanted to chat about this but it kind of showed up in conversation here like are you any nerves or anxiety at all getting back into football like that first game you know you're flipping planes around you're riding uh helicopters that are just burning an immense amount of gas so much i mean just so much gas you know you're landing uh, you're landing on what spraying into the water oh my (laughs) just ruining 
obviously planet Earth. But Jeez. as you're doing all, there's so much more on the line there. Football, now granted, there's been incredible injuries. Like, was there any anxiety getting back into football after all that stuff? Or you have a brand new perspective after you've experienced, like, real serious, insane shit, pretty much. Like, that dragon, are you, are you chasing a dragon? Like, the feelings in which you get when you play football or whenever you're flipping a plane upside down or stalling it out on purpose and, and things like that? You know, I mean, I've always I've always enjoyed pushing myself to the limit. You know, I mean, I've always enjoyed, um, you know, to see what my limits are and to and to kind of reach them. There's 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 always a space. There's 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 a space where you're in your comfort zone and then there's a space where you're outside of your ability. And so above your comfort zone and out and outside of your ability is where I like to live. And that's the only way to continually get better and to become a better person. So for me, I'm always searching for, you know, kind of for that 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 uncomfortable zone that kind of pushes myself and and really being you know being being far away from football and you know sitting there on a sailboat having a lot of uh, internal thoughts to myself um you know the one uh, itch that i couldn't scratch um was you know not ending it with the ability to go for a championship and then not ending it in a place where uh it all started you know i mean i never wanted to leave this building um, and really, for me, it's also, you know, re- rebuilding those bridges that were burned, uh, you know, eight to nine years ago and, you know, making sure that I can leave, um, you know, this game, understanding that I gave it everything that I have um, to the people that got me here, um, to the people that made me a man and, um, and you know, to leave satisfied. Hell yeah. You're a deep thinker. You do ayahuasca and all that stuff because you did say third dimension. We ever been to ninth? You get, you're trying to get to ninth? <laughs> no, no, no. I, have, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried it yet. Aaron's. Aaron keeps getting me to try it, uh, but uh, you know I gotta, I, I gotta figure out when I'm gonna do one of those trips with him. You flying your ass down to the jungle? That'd be <laughs> sick. All right, I need that toad thing you guys got, uh-huh. and that tea stuff you got. I need to get to nine or ten dimension. If we could figure that out, that'd be fantastic. I'd like to hear your take on that afterwards, mm-hmm. because of how deep of a thinker you seem to be and have kind of enacted. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Jimmy, speaking of Derek Carr earlier, you were talking about you know his player and how he is as a person and everything, but one of the people they've brought in to actually help Derek with the offense or at least kind of get a full grasp on it was John Gruden. Have you yeah. been working with John at all, or is he kind of strictly with the quarterbacks? And then ha- does it seem as though he's helped Derek kind of get back to being a great quarterback? Yeah, you know, my um, um, you know my relationship with John Gruden goes back to my rookie year. You know, I remember, you know, he had come in to, um, you know, to, to kind of meet with the offense, meet with Sean. You know, he was a big mentor of his and, um you know, I remember he called me like a like a baby deer or something like that, or like runs like a deer or something like that. So you know, he's always, um, you know, he's always kind of had my ear and and you know always helped me out a little bit. Um, but when baby it comes deer, to baby deer, much different than a full grown deer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby <laughs> yeah. deer was a yeah, shot. Yeah. Adult deer is like John Deere, like track. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like, Thank you know, he said like John deer, like you run good, like a deer. You, you yeah, run, you know, basically, basically, not a baby deer. Like, this guy, <laughs> no. no coordination. Um, <laughs> baby draft, baby deer. They sent an email about but, it. Yep. Saved it. But honestly, um, not only just Derek, he's really helped out the offense. I mean, he kind of came here and um, uh, his last day, he met with the team and he gave one of the best speeches I've ever heard in my life. You know, just challenging everybody, um, you know, just uh, challenging our young guys. Um, you know, when when he gets up, you know, everybody listens, that's for sure. You know, he has a presence about him. Um, you know, obviously he's been in the game a long time. And he understands a lot about this game and he still has this incredible passion for it. So, you know, to sit there and, you know, you know, to hear him, you know, 
tell everybody to knock on wood and and you know him going through his sayings is 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 truly did you knock on wood when he asked did you say knock on wood or whether you're like hell yeah yeah you kind of have to. I mean, I mean, you kind of have to. You like basically have no choice. It's just like it's just a part of it. You know, when you're around him, man, he just he he's a captivating he he's a uh, captivating figure, and you know everything he does and says, man, it just uh, you know you can't help but be in a moment. So. Speaking of captivating, go ahead, AJ. Uh, your old coach Sean Payton, he's in Denver now. We just uh, heard he came out. And he sounds like he's trying to clean some stuff up, like no. Gilligan hats, as he called them, on the sidelines for starters that come out. Can't take your jersey off. All these like little things that all equal big things, I think. Is that something that uh, you noticed when you were there in New Orleans with him? We, we've heard like Peyton comes from that Bill Parcells tree. So like I've heard it's attention to detail. You guys are practicing hard. And like he's, he's not messing around. Are you confident that he's going to get things going in the right direction out there? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's a tough coach. He's very, very old school. You know, he... Um, you know, he's a guy who really pushes you to your limits, uh, you know, not only physically, but mentally, you know, he's a guy that's always going to challenge you. You know, he challenged me young each and every day. I mean, I think, I think I got probably three compliments from him while I was here. You know, he was, uh, he was always pushing me to be better. He was always pushing me to be the best version of myself. And, and, uh, you know, he's, he definitely is old school, just like, you know, uh, just like from that whole regime. And, and, um, you know, I mean, I think, I think now, nowadays it definitely uh, pays dividends in these games, you know, because that's what it's about. You know, these, these games come down to literally the last drive of the game. You know, it comes down to, uh, uh, you know, who, who can't make like, who has the less mistakes, who can't turn the ball over, you know, more teams beat themselves and they actually get beat by the other team. So, I mean, I think he's going to, he's going to come in and do a lot. And uh, obviously he's there with Russ. So I've been there with both of them, um, you know, and it'll be, it, it'll be certainly entertaining to see, um, you know, them, get on the same page and, and for Russ to learn this offense, you know, um, you know, it's a, it's, like I said, it's a very dynamic offense and, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how, how well they work together. Um, <laughs> Hey, did, uh, did they call you? Any other, team, any other teams call you throughout this entire time? I know you said you're only going to play for the saints, but that one was Sean Payton there and Russ there. Yeah. If you're getting back in, seems like a natural, Kind of fit. Yeah. Did anybody else call you, or was it only Saints in your mind that you were only having conversations? Um, with Denver, no, nobody called me. You know, me, uh, me, me, and Sean still haven't talked since the trade. So you know, it's uh, you know, oh. we're still waiting. To, you know, kind of have that conversation. Did you say in the middle of that answer he gave you three compliments through the entire time he was there? Oh yeah, but you know, oh, Jesus. Trump, you know no, 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 we were, we were very close while I was here. You know, he just, you know, he's a type that, you know, you know, for me, he was like a father figure while I was here. You know, he was, um, you know, it, it was definitely tough love. Like he always, he always challenged me, you know? So when we replaced somebody, you know, he would always make sure that I knew that, you know, somebody was talking shit about me in the media and that I needed to go prove myself. You know, I mean, he was, he, he understands how to push the right buttons and he certainly always pushed my buttons and always made me just you know, fired up to to work harder and to play better. Um, you know, that's just the type of guy he is. He, he really understands um, how guys internally work and how to get the best out of his players. He really does. Well, let's help you two, you know, have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Very Take him up in the plane, mm-hmm. up, up in the chopper, you know, shake some hands. I mean, pull some him over, make him throw up. Put the, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Put him through the ring. Great to see you. How about four compliments maybe over a fucking... Yeah. Huh? You know what I mean? That would Still be, want to trade me? I'm excited to see you and hear about your first conversation. I assume that's going to happen. I think yeah. this will probably make its way to him, mm-hmm. and somebody will say to him, why don't you... Let's make that right. We should make that right. Only two. Hopefully that'll happen. I assume you'd be open to that, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, he... 
he created me on the field, man. And, and, you know, we shared a lot of wins and a lot of moments, man. I'm always here and I'm always open for it, man. He's, um, you know, he had a big influence on my life, my career. And, and, uh, you know, there's, there's no reason I would never. Let's go shake their hearts. Yeah, that's right. Last question here from Pac-Man Jones, Jimmy. Last question. Uh, y'all took the running back from TCU Miller. I think he was 71 pick. Have you seen any flashes out of any of the young guys, um, that that's there now? Yeah. I mean, Kendrick? our, run- yeah. Yeah. I mean, our running back position is talented. I mean, we have, uh, we have everything you could ever want. Um, you know, I mean, I think, uh, the biggest thing is obviously, you know, the biggest difference between college and pros is being able to pick up blitzes, you know, like as, as everybody here knows, um, dogs and blitzes are some of the, some of the hardest thing for, for for that transition. So, you know, the way that they're going to make it on the field, uh, quicker is to not be that one dimensional player and to be able to pick up and to be able to understand these checks so that we can keep the quarterback clean and we can get the ball down the field. Um, but I mean, our, you know, a New Orleans training camp isn't isn't like most training camps. You know, it's 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 extremely physical, and all these guys have been downhill. All these young kids have been looking really good. Um, you know, I think I had a one handed catch the other day, and and so you know, he's looking promising, man, and really looking forward to you know seeing what we do out of the backfield because this offense truly has a you know has a well rounded attack. You know, we have talent everywhere, um, and and I'm just excited to get on the field with the guys. We can't wait to watch it, buddy. We're very thankful you mm-hmm. took time out of your day to join us. Yeah. We don't. We didn't have a relationship with the Saints at all. I don't think. No, not really. We. Uh, yeah. Who was old? Cuz defense came on a couple times. Mario, Mario Davis. Mario yeah. came on a few times. That was awesome. Hasn't been yeah. in a bit. Lutz. Lut- Will Lutz came in one L. Yeah. And Will's Cam name. Jordan. Tom Jordan just signed a new. Ricky deal. Williams was just on. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I that go. was through the Saints. So <laughs> we're very thankful that you joined us. And shout out to the Saints PR people for making this happen. Obviously, the fleur de lis right behind you looks beautiful. And uh, we can't wait to watch you back on the field. We're lucky you're back in the NFL. We appreciate you, Jimmy. Yeah, man. Uh, also, congratulations on ESPN. Uh, Thanks. Wow. Thanks. I mean, unbelievable. Obviously, you guys deserve it. It's a, it's a special thing, you know, to – I mean, you know, you guys are changing, you know right. – uh, you guys are changing the game. Jimmy, you know, stop. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Shut up. Really? Get back to football. No, 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 man. It, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to see, man. So I'm I'm looking forward to being on more and more uh, uh, over the next year. Oh, you're going to join us during the season? Of course. Have to. Let's go. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah, dude. Let's go. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what are your thoughts on bay, uh, 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 funnel cakes in uh, oh, yeah, you know, yes. beignets, beignets. beignets down there? What are your thoughts on the beignets? I mean – Beignets are amazing, but I don't eat fried food or sugar, so I can't yeah. do it. You know, I, you know, I can't do it. Superhero. Yeah, I think God just like people like, like you. Yeah, I need them. I would, though. I would certainly eat candy all day. You do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're a fat ass, though. This dude ran a 4-5-1 last week, dude. Right here, eating candy every oh, bro, single day. Unbelievable. He's built different. He's built different. That's why. Trust me, I played him plenty of times, bro. He's built different. You know, nobody's got him. Any nobody's got shots? his mindset, bro. Pack taking any cheap shots on you or anything? Talking shit? He talking shit to you? Oh. Him every time I played him, yeah. that dude, bro, that dude hit me late or low almost every time I caught the ball. I don't know how many times we talk shit towards each other, but I'm sure I said some stuff to him. He's, we both hate each other when we play. So you better get like your big ass team. down. That's what you better do before you come over here, because I'm gonna hit your ass low every time. Well, I'm happy you guys made amends, and uh, you and John Gruden are gonna do the same. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the most interesting man on earth, Jimmy Graham. Thank Jimmy! you. Us now is a man who's won a major before. Whoa, hell right? oh, yeah. He's won a U.S. amateur before. What? Whoa. He's won college before. What? Jeez. This past weekend, Andy Greenbrier in beautiful West Virginia. 
Shot a 58 on Sunday to win a live event, and I assume he just got broken off big time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a man who was once 140 pounds, then 270 pounds, what? driving the ball 390 yards, what? then 330 yards. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah! What's up, dude? What's up, everybody? How you doing? Hey, sorry for making you wait. I do apologize. Literally, as you sat down on the thing. I'm not ready to walk. You, you got to do what you got to do. Hey, I, I would, we would have been completely, we would have understood completely with it all. I actually thought about that as I was coming out of the John. I'm like, oh, shit. DeSham, we got to go. We appreciate you for waiting. And congrats on the big win. That's let's Greenbrier. Go. All right, let's dive into this. You're the first golfer we've talked to since the entire development of Live. okay? And we saw a couple of your press conferences. <laughs> we don't need to ask you those questions, but we dirt, certainly want to talk about it all. Now, when you decided to join Liv alongside many other legends and start this new league, and now obviously the PGA and Liv have merged and become one entity, what does that mean? None of us know, but we'll certainly find out. Feels like the PGA just got a shit ton of money from Saudi Arabia, which, (laughs) you know, was kind of the conversation at the beginning of the whole thing, but neither here nor there. What you thought Liv was going to be versus what it has been, what were your expectations? What are your thoughts now? What do you think it looks like next year? Just like how has the Liv experience been versus what you thought it was going to be whenever you signed up for it at the beginning? Well, I mean, look, owning a team is huge from my perspective. And I think there's a lot of untapped potential that honestly just wasn't wasn't there before uh, Liv. And look, nothing against the PGA Tour, nothing against anyone. It's just – it was a financial decision first off. And I think the other part of it was I got to own a part of a team. Like when do you ever get as a person get to own a part of a team? Um, it's not very often. So that was a big thing. I think it's honestly exceeded a lot of my expectations. Um, I didn't know the tournaments were going to be run this well. And it's, they've done a great job with it. Uh, every single week we're out there, it feels like a very, very difficult uh, golf tournament. Uh, last week, though, was a little different. Um, God, four shots away from fifty-four million. That's what I was oh, kind of thinking man. about. I don't know. It just crossed my mind. Is that times. real? <laughs> you, if you, if you, that's were... real. Oh my! Did we have? Did yeah. you have like the Justin Thomas chip out? I don't think I saw every single. Do you have like four rim jobs that potentially had you at fifty-four million? Or was okay, there... okay. So, so number eight, I bogeyed. Number eleven, I left out. Number thirteen, I missed it by like four inches. Oh. And 14, I left it short in the heart. So oh, there were definitely uh, four shots where I could have shot 54. That would have been sick. Hey, that's golf, though. I mean, literally, you uh-huh. know, I shot 104 you at Tahoe. Get all. I shot 104 at Tahoe, and there was like 20 chips I couldn't have yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. 75. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. that I could have gone. Right You're a little there. bit different. 58's a hell of a round. You sh- you'll get 54. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you'll get 54. One day. Um, and last question for me before AJ has one. You, you talked about the golf being fun and everything like that. I watch it on CW. And with the music blaring and, like, the shotgun start, and as little as this sounds, and I'm sure it's great for you guys, but, like, the shorts, sometimes I don't know if it's a big shot or not for the person, if that makes uh, complete sense. Like, there was a seven-footer, I think, somebody was trying to roll in, and I do believe, wow, 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 from T-Pain was playing maybe on the green. I don't know if it was off the green or on the green, and it was like a miss, and then as I was watching, I'm like, kind of feels like it's an exhibition but there's obviously a lot is that something that that trickles in while you're playing or do you think that changes it are you focused as if it is like major every single time and how are you able to do that so so the the music actually drowns out a lot of the crowd so it allows us to focus a lot better sometimes when it's dead quiet and then something goes off it distracts us a lot of times now because the music's going and people are talking it's hustle bustle you actually feel a lot more comfortable it's kind of like waste management 
16. Um, oh, I don't know if you've been there, but yeah. that's yeah. great. Yeah. That, that's a lot more than what's out here. But it's a little bit like that where it just drowns out the crowd, where we're able to just go up and focus and hit shots. So to be honest, it's it's a huge benefit for, for a guy like, like me or Dustin or Brooks or whatever. I mean, I grew up playing music all the time uh, during golf rounds. And I think that as people have, uh, have gone, oh, you know, got more comfortable with it over time everybody loves it everybody thinks that oh my gosh it's going to distract you no if anything it helps us like lock in and focus and when a banger comes on mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's hard yeah, not to yeah. start vibing <laughs> a little bit you're out there dancing go ahead Get a little antsy you know yeah i love that hit the ball 390 instead yeah. of 370 go ahead aj <laughs> that's, that's i got here comes the boom is my song so i try and blast it off you know you make a request the motherfuckers at the t-ball <laughs> yeah. oh sweet need, here comes the boom please it's my walkout song needed played as soon as i come out of this portage john over here yeah. i'm gonna take a piss right. and then when i'm walking out i that's need that fun. thing go ahead aj Bryson, the the, uh, the clip that's everywhere now, I'm sure people have asked you about it. Did you take all of Phil's money in that practice round when he was talking to you about the bet you guys were doing? And I can't imagine how many bets he has going on every <laughs> single round he plays. But that was a very interesting clip to watch. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's on my YouTube channel. Um, Shut up. We, got, we got a match between uh, myself and Phil. And he actually took some money off me that day, but it gave me a little bit of um, passion to go and kick his ass. Love that. Oh, so my question is: When he says one G for nine, that's a hundred. Oh, yeah. That's a hundred grand, actually, not just one grand. You guys are speaking in code. It, it's a million. So I only made three last week. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, we thought so because we had heard about the deals you guys were getting, and the uh, right. the grands felt like a scratch off. You know, like what are we? Yeah. A grand? Uh, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who cares? It makes sense. So it's it's one actually. Uh, what is that? A hundred thousand X. Yeah. Yeah. One is a, a thousand. It's a hundred thousand X. You and you can press, you can press for 500 K, not a million though. It sounds like. Yes. Okay. Only half, not a full mil. All right. <laughs> Phil's like, you're not taking my plane from me today. All right. We're doing <laughs> this. So you, I, I am a pretty That's good. money. Hell yeah, absolutely. I'm a pretty good mathematist, uh, because my profession that I used to do involved yardages, right? Like quick math. Here we go. Balls at this. Need the ball to be fair caught at this yard line. That is as I'm jogging on the field. This is what a successful operation is. Trying to do it quickly, okay? Some of the places it's hard to find the exact yard line that it's on around the stadium. I didn't know you thought that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. A lot of people don't think I have a brain. I did. <laughs> I, I did think. But, like, your golf is that. Is it, are you still that way? Have you changed the way? Because I think whenever you came in to be this super Bryson DeChambeau bro, it was like this super nerd meathead who bombs the ball. But then when you're putting, it's like, a, well, we need, like, 64% times, like, 6 7%. I'm a robot. You still do that? Is it still the same way, or do you have to dial that back? Uh it's the same process. I just don't explain it as much, so everybody doesn't freak out. Everybody was sick of hearing me talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's all like good self-awareness. No, are you still like that, though? Still the same thing? You're just going through? Yeah, for sure. We, we have a process of, like how much wind's going to affect the shot, how much rough's going to – what percentage is going to uh, – how much is the rough going to affect the ball, um, wetness, a bunch of that. But we just – kind of already have it in the back of our minds and we don't really talk about it too much because that's kind of some of the secrets to my sauce how far are you hitting the driver right now is it are you the same meathead that you were when you were eating what nine protein shakes a day or something yeah i think it's going to take probably like three drives to get to my drive but other than that my drives yeah it's about three three seventy yeah Three of my. <laughs> 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 I like that your answer is talking shit to, I, I genuinely yeah. i genuinely like are you hitting like 370 still though uh, so it was number seven last week. I was fifteen year old, 
actually like five or six yards away from the front edge of the green. That was like a 380 yard hole. So I pumped that one. Yeah. I did it about 340, 350. Uh, in the right conditions, pretty consistently. Yeah, with the right wind and the water and the, you know, the dew on the That's right, the water, you have the moisture, air density, you got it. You yeah, and how many, how many gas cars are being sold versus how many electric cars are being right, sold? True. How warm is it? How hot, you know, that whole... It depends uh, on if the northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere, you know, Borealis effect, all that. Because I think you put me in the right hemisphere. That's been my problem. I've been playing golf <laughs> right. this whole time in the wrong yeah, hemisphere. Truly, yeah. 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 Okay, I'm right, starting to figure it out. Swirls the other direction yep. down south. Hey, tell those live folks, 200, 300 million. I mean, I'll come play you're in any, any sure. hemisphere yeah. they absolutely need. Are you playing your best golf right now? You feel like you're all the way back. Obviously, 58, could have had a 54. Are we yeah. going to see you? Is this, are we back, back? I believe so. I mean, my hand feels great. Uh, 61, 58, got a new driver in the back, feeling super comfortable, putting well. I've always putted pretty good, uh, wedging it well. I feel like I'm back. Are you guys in mid-season, or what do you have going on right now with the live schedule? We have three, we have three more events left, and then uh, off-season for us. Has it calmed down with all the heat since the beginning, and like PGA signing the merger? Does that make a lot of weight off your shoulders? Yeah, it's been crazy, man. There was so much controversy at the beginning, and I, I really wish people would have just asked questions rather than you know made judgments on their own and and. and so many people didn't ask questions about like why, what's going on, why is this happening, how is it happening, and so they just made judgments on all of us. And it's like, dude, ask us questions. We're here to answer for you. I mean, I have all of them, uh, all the answers for you guys. But damn, it, it sucks that people made uh, assumptions without asking questions at the beginning. Lots changing now. You can see a lot of players uh, look like they were in the right, and a lot of people are trying to put out fires on the other side. Yeah, speaking of fires trying to be put out right now, Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Bryson, so all the news about the merger came out and there was a bunch of rumors and stuff like that. Have you guys actually heard anything concrete about what the merger is going to look like between you and you guys in the PGA Tour? Zero. No way. Everybody's saying that, but that feels like bullshit. How does everybody have no idea? Well, it's because there's about four or five people making probably all the decisions and it's not a bad thing. I mean, I trust the guy that's up there. Uh, he has our best interest at heart. I mean, when I, when I met Yasser, um, H E, uh, three, four years ago, I mean, he always had this vision for golf. He'd always cared about golf and like, look, this, this game needs to move in a more positive direction. Love tiger, love everything he's done for the sport, but it's not going to last forever. We need something to jolt and jumpstart this, this sport. And, uh, he had an idea with performance City four and, Ultimately, he provided the capital behind it, um, and all of us players saw the vision. We all got equity in a team. Us, us principal players got equity in a team. We built our teams out, um, and we moved forward from there. And, you know, we, a lot of us were tired of the other side. A lot of us were, were frustrated. Look, I have no problem with them. I would love to play in tour events uh, if they allowed me back. But a lot of it was just frustrating. There were numerous times where we would talk about, hey, this is what we want done. A pl- supposed to be a player-run organization. None of it's getting done. Why can't this change? Why is this not changing? And certainly, um, live providers is a better opportunity, and that's ultimately like why a lot of us went over. Yeah, Besides, Ron- I mean, obviously, people are going to talk about the money. That's no doubt. But certainly good. We wanted an, an opportunity. 
Yeah, certainly good. John Rom just talked about not having porta johns in every hole. Like he's been asking for that for right. years. Like John Rom's like, can I just can we just piss maybe? Like yeah. you know that would yeah. be that would be that would be. He needs to get equity or, or royalties off of every porta john sold. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt he should get a sponsorship. There's some big money in the dumpster and porta john business mm-hmm. for sure. But like mm-hmm. the, then we, I think during the merger is when idiots like me, I watch every single weekend. I. I you know, because especially now I got a baby, so I'm watching a lot of. I, my my wife gave birth to the baby, sure, obviously, but you got one. Baby oh, is yeah. is certainly there. Like I watch golf. I didn't know nearly enough about it though. About like the no guaranteed contracts, having to pay out of your pocket if you have a bad week, you're losing money to go participate yeah. in these particular tournaments. Like we were learning all those things. Like kind of in real time, yeah. as was all being announced, right. and it was like, oh my! They had a lot of things that could potentially be attacked. Like, hey, these are a lot of flaws in the year 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. with how much money you're making yeah. that you should not have. And it felt like, okay, they took advantage of that. But it sounds like there was also a vision alongside of that that you all really fell in love with. What is the vision? How long do you think is being projected for? Like until Team Golf and other things that Live has brought in are more so the focus of golf. As opposed to just like the also golf, if that makes sense. Look, I think the individual titles will always be there, but adding another layer of team golf, I think needs to be there. It has to be there for fans to interact from a fantasy perspective, gambling perspective, whatever that is. I think it's crucial for the game of golf to grow. Um, I, I don't know what else to say other than the vision that was given to us was incredibly interesting to own a part of a team yeah. and, and to be able to have control over a team. And to have a voice. I mean, that was our biggest problem, whether it was, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but for me, I really never had a voice. And it was frustrating that my caddy's stuff wasn't getting taken care of. I had to take care of everything uh, on that end. Um, you know, hotels weren't taken care of. It, it just little things that continue to add up over the course of time that just ultimately led to decision moving over here it's very it's very frustrating yeah and you're seeing hundreds of millions of dollars in deals being signed too mm-hmm. and yep. it's like you're nickel and diming me for no reason right now like this doesn't have I'm, to happen I'm looking over at patrick mahomes getting a crazy and albeit he deserves all of that i'm not saying anything else but relative to us there was we were not getting paid close to 50 percent of revenue not even close and they can tell you that all day long but i know I know oh. facts on that end that it was nowhere near 50% revenue share at all. Well, and we wouldn't want you to start talking about these numbers because people got sick of hearing you talk about math anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, AJ. Just like you. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> bingo. Of, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's true. You're, everything you just said was right. Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> Bryson, is, uh, it feels like from the outside looking in that Live is more of like a collaborative environment for you guys as players. Are you guys in constant communication? Do you guys kind of, I guess, set the, the tone for what the tour looks like and obviously make adjustments as you go? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this vision is going to be a 30-, 40-year vision where the franchises are going to be just as important as the individual titles in some capacity. This is not like a, oh, splash in the pan sort of thing. Uh, I know oh. from um, the, the PIF that they want to make this uh, very profitable enterprise, one that works for both sides. This is not a destructive uh, league. This is a collaborative league, and we've wanted to be that way from day one. Uh, it's just unfortunate that the other side wasn't willing to talk initially. What are some changes that the players have made since the start of Live that you think that you can point to and be like, feels like they're at least listening to some of the shit that we're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whether it's shorts or shotgun starts or uh, Bushnells uh, or taking care of caddies' uh, travel needs. Um, you guys are flying on that. The, the, the way that our, the teams are paid out, the structure of how it will continue to be paid out over the course of time based on guaranteed contracts. So, like, I'll uh, 
pay to have a player. I'll pay out the contract through that and have bonus structure at the end of the year based on how many tournaments he wins and all that. It's, it's a little different uh, out here. And we're still working on all those details because, again, this is only just a year old. But it's getting to that place where it's going to be more like a soccer league where you get bonus structures based on how well you perform and NFL and all that. A 30 to 40 year vision is uh, makes sense because everybody's talking about they don't care about making money. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to ruin golf. Right? That was the thing. They don't care about making money. Well, that's the thing, though, uh, Bryson, because any business nowadays, especially with these VCs who don't have the PIF money, and Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody does, they're trying to, though. Mm -hmm. These VCs, when they invest in a company, They'll dump billions of dollars. If they think there's going to be more billions coming back 20 years, 30 years from now, they have that money. And they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we will dump, 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 dump. And then if it's going to come back at some point, like that's the difference between those who are hilariously wealthy versus those who, you know, are just trying to, to get rich in this entire thing. They view it 50 years, 30 years down the road. And that seems like that's what you got. We never heard that. I don't think that has been the, the length of this thing they're, has never been talked about. It's always been like they're just trying to come in, shake it up, and then we yeah. haven't really heard anything. They're playing 3D chess. That's pretty sick because we're in the third dimension too. That's so right. Yeah. If they're playing 4D chess, man. Oh, look out. Oh, my God. They're on ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> Connor has a question for you. Uh, do you <laughs> well, yeah, Bryson. Actually, one of the things that's been going on, and I believe John Rahm also mentioned this too, was the Ryder Cup. Has there been any sort of update on that? And is that something that all golfers are on the same page? Because even Rahm said, like, hey, look. Uh, everybody should be able to play, whether they're in live or in the PGA. And have you heard anything about possibly playing? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about it. I'd love for you guys to keep talking about it because uh, I'd love to represent my country. And as well as Taylor Gooch, who's won three times this year, or you got Brooks Kepu, who won a major, and DJ is always incredible on the Ryder Cups. Um, I, I think we all deserve an opportunity to be talked about uh, for the Ryder Cup because it's not about PGA or live. This is about your country. Mark. I mean, you got to. You realize the Ryder Cup is country. Come on, for country. America. So John Rahm's right. He's been neutral in this whole, whole process, and I love John and the way he speaks about this whole whole thing is is beautiful. He is is an eloquent speaker relative to the whole situation, and I can't thank him enough to be honest for his uh, neutral opinion on it. Yeah, he's on the different Ryder Cup side, so fuck him. Yeah. But <laughs> also, we do appreciate him. We do appreciate everything. He he's great for golf. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love him. Another he thing. Is- that was great for golf for a while, and you just complimented him. Yeah, you and uh, Brooks, you know, you guys, mm-hmm. you guys had some moments on the internet where you didn't necessarily love each other, and we respect it, we appreciate it, because in our sport, that type of stuff happens. Yeah. Whenever there's competitive juices, there's a chance yep. that things like golf seemingly, no matter what, great work, great job. Mm-hmm. You just beat me for $2.5 million. You did so good. Congrats. I, like, I, I, I don't understand how it always happens, but golf has a great, amount of class mm-hmm. okay oh, yeah. and etiquette and everything like that so you two, sometimes well i don't well that's what you and brooks i think we're trying to yeah. showcase there Dang. but what made you guys kind of become friends and get past it and was there a moment pre-live that maybe set up for you guys to be friends or was it when you got to live a bunker mentality kind of brought you guys together yeah i think the Ryder cup we kind of squashed a lot of what was going on um we realized we were going to play for our country and not for our own personal uh, advantage and whatnot. Um, the PIP stuff helped. Uh, we definitely thought that there was a playoff of that. Uh, but there was there was beef back in the day. And I think as time has gone on, as we've gotten older, uh, especially going to live, we realized that we're all in this together and we got to figure out a way to make, make it make sense for everyone. And I think we all held the same belief 
uh, on both sides of the coin when it came to the franchise model, um, how the structures are set up, uh, what needs to be done in order to make this uh, a growing the game potential that we think it could be. Just on numerous subjects, we just kept hitting the line and we're like, ah, well, we believe the same thing. All right, cool. And so over the course of time, it's just become more of a, an understanding that we're on, on the same page and, and we respect each other in that, that regard. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. Let's go. There's a couple of majors there in a row where it was live guys yep. competing mm-hmm. against PGA guys. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, it really, right. it really does feel like the live team is like a – because we see the videos of you guys on those 757s Living. at yeah. bars. You know, I see Patty Perez having the time of his life. Oh, yeah. Dustin Johnson doing his thing. It's like – He's the man. Yeah, great hair. Love everything about him. The way he's spoken about his trip to live has been hilarious too. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys. How about yeah. that? Yeah. I haven't been home for 40 years straight. Yeah. Okay, now they're offering to pay me more money and I'm able to go home every once in a while. Why don't you get off my ass? <laughs> I, I, I love There's the no choice. Yeah. There was no choice from it. It was obvious. Yeah, I think so too. Just you know? some of those full swings I was watching. Yeah. Brooks was one of them. Mm-hmm. Also, Cuzzy from uh, uh, Hilarious Dude. He once chipped a ball through oh, his yeah. Ferrari. Ah, oh, shoot. Oh, Ian Poulter. 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 You watch those full swing things, and it's immediately like, yeah, definitely take $100 million guaranteed right yeah. now. No question. If you had to do it. But also, I think for Liv, like, Poulter's a good person to get in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great personality. Feels like there was, like, proper recruiting on who to who to bring in there for the first round. I'm excited to see if there's – is there going to be more, you think, with the PGA merger? What do you think about that? I'm I'm sure there will be. Yeah. I can't speak much on that. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we're holding oh, things back. Hey. Oh, fee? Bryson, do you get a fee if you bring anybody over? Finders, founders. No, yeah, finders fee. No, no, no. There's nothing like that right now. <laughs> At least that I Could know. Be. I don't know about that. So would this be this <laughs> would be you signing people? This would be Good you idea. signing people to your team, or this would be somebody getting a new team? Yep. Well, yeah. No, so I could sign people to to my team if I wanted. So like at the end of this year somebody doesn't play well and they're outside the top 24, I can easily, you know, go pick someone. Do people get kicked off the list? Damn. Oh, yeah. So there's relegation, the bottom four, the uh, finishers oh. in the individual title uh, during the year just get relegated back to the, um, uh, what is the invitational series? The international series. Mm. That's right. Yeah, you don't even know. That. We don't and, know. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're basically never playing no, golf. No, 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 no. no. Well, hey, yeah. look, I'm a captain, so... <laughs> And a founder and an owner. Yeah, learn the system. Learn the system, Bryson. So they do get. I always get the mix to see the international international series. So there is movement there. Okay, at least we know that there's going to be changes. He's saying there could be be trades too. So so there's there's uh, what are the twenty guys that could easily be moved, or or someone else could be pick them, or trades, or draft, whatever. There's a lot of movement that could happen, just like the NFL draft can happen that's what we're trying to eventually set up Ooh. and make happen for golf as well so there's pga guys coming over to live yeah that's what yeah. this guy just horribly said recruited without saying <laughs> maybe never know you do though yeah <laughs> i'm not saying anything guys don't put me in the corner <laughs> come on bryson this show yeah. stinks i mean this is yeah, nobody's watching dude. nobody is watching he said he's got yeah. answers nobody, nobody will see this if you say it it's like a tree falling in the woods Won't much. Be new. you know what i mean I hear you. I mean, look, I'm going to dangle that carrot in front of you guys and just let you play for it. Oh, it's good TV. Yeah. That's good teaser. McElroy's going. Last question. Wow. Wow. Rory. Got Rory yeah. to go over. Rory. What? Oh, my <laughs> God. Actually, they're going to have Rory, Jordan Spieth, <laughs> what? Ricky Fowler, what? and uh, yeah. might as well throw in Tiger because Tiger's Yeah, probably, probably Justin too. Thomas, who, oh, yeah. Yeah. heartbreaker. Wow. Man. 
heartbreaker. Justin Thomas, another guy. No guaranteed money all season. Yeah. Right? Bring him in. Hell of a player. Now, Billy Orschel's another one. Who? Oh, yeah. Billy Orschel. Well, we oh, love those. Yeah. He's got the carry you know now. How many people are on your teams? Uh, there's four. Oh, so like Both teams of four. Any of those four know that. just yeah. becoming the PGA team in live yeah. would be must-watch. Well, there may, there may be uh, two more teams being added. We don't know. We're Whoa. Okay. Expansion. Oh. Okay. We're starting to get more and more here. Yeah, Let's yeah. keep going. Huh? Nobody's watching, remember? <laughs> nobody's going to hear anything about this. All right? Nobody, nobody's going to know eight more players, it seems. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what it sounds like. I love hearing it. Last question here, uh, DeChambeau. Golf addict, Pac-Man Jones. What's up, D? Um, I had a chance to go to Waste Management. I think the atmosphere was way better than a PGA atmosphere. I think it was more involving the kids, the parents, the uh, the younger age, the older age. My question to me is like playing in Dallas and going playing in Jacksonville. Um, do you feel that it's more people at the live events from when you played in the PGA? Uh, it depends. I mean, I would say in Adelaide. It was humongous crowds. Yeah. Uh, Christ was 80,000 yeah. drinking total uh, is insane. Yeah. We're all having sure. fun. They're all enjoying their time, throwing stuff around, bantering with us, by the way, the crowd banters with us quite a bit. Uh, so we, we throw stuff back at them quite, quite a bit too. It's a lot of fun. You should go check it out. It's, it's, it's a sweet environment. I will say too, that uh, we're working on, um, go ahead. You know, home locations. You know how you got your home oh, game yeah. advantage, home oh, game advantage right? Oh. It's the same sort of thing, home field advantage we're, we're all working on. That's a, a part of the plan in the future is to start building Ooh. golf courses in areas where our teams are, are located. Which course would be your home course? It'd be in Dallas. I'm not going to say anything, though. <laughs> this guy. Come I mean, on. Jeez, <laughs> One time. Unbelievable. We appreciate you. Good but, thing. Hey, do you have a tournament this weekend? Yeah. Bedminster, 23 right here. I didn't Play know what this. that word meant. To be honest, I saw it above your head. I saw it above your head. I had no clue what that was. Like, is that a bed? Is that a bed? Bed company? Is that a type of yeah. mattress? Yeah, Lisa? Sort of mattress sales company, exactly. What is Bedminster? Where are we? Is that over? That feels like England. That's New Jersey. Oh, okay. That England. My what? New Jersey. My Jersey. <laughs> Not old Jersey. Old, yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> Got it. Uh, no, New Jersey. You're in Bedminster, New Jersey this weekend? Is that where we're? That's. Yeah, no, England. That's where the tournament is. Dude, that sounds like an England. CW on Friday. It does. All right, CW. You like CW coverage? Uh, they're awesome. I mean, they're a great partner. They are growing. The sports division is getting bigger. Uh, I think that it was ACC they took over, right? Um, so they're, they're moving. They did. Uh, and they also have – I'm not announcing anything. I don't know what has been announced or what hasn't been announced. Uh, that's stuff. a dang little carrot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not telling you, asshole. No How about way. that? Uh, we appreciate you. Good luck in New Jersey. Thank you for everything you bring to golf, and good luck the rest of the way. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bryson DeChambeau. Yay! Yeah, All right, so eight players, sounds like, right? Yeah. Two yeah. more teams? Two new teams. Yep. Man, who's coming over? Who is it? That PGA team would be awesome. If they all wore pants. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, <laughs> they should. Did the full thing. Tucked in. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. It's like the NWO coming in. Yeah. That would be spectacular. And I think Justin Thomas, you know, has a little axe to grind with some, yeah. some golfing. Going yeah, on right. How he's playing. They got three more tournaments here. Three more, he said. Bedminster. That sounds like an English town. Yeah, does. 100%. Like Westminster. Bingo. That's what it is, right? And Northminster. Yeah. yeah. And, and Southminster. And then Bedminster. Mm-hmm. Sleepminster. Oh, that's a, uh, that's a... Uh... 
It's a Connors guy. Uh, That's a sm- smelly town in uh, Jersey. Is that what you're saying? What? No, it's, oh, it's, it's a Trump golf course. Yeah. Is what Zito just told me. Oh, There's really? There's like three of those. Like a lot of those yeah. on the uh, live circuit. Yeah. Yeah. You guys go. Yeah. <laughs> you guys more than one. Everybody, everybody's really <laughs> mad about this. Sweet. How much yeah. are you guys paying to rent the golf? <laughs> well, Jordan Poyer found out. Cost a little more to pay. Didn't he? Yeah. he but he put it back on. They didn't had. He? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. They shut it down for a day because some of the sponsors pulled their stuff. It's a wild time to be alive, dude. Very, especially for those guys too. Yeah, we, especially when PGA merges with them out of nowhere, yeah, and be right. like, "Wait a minute!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, victory lap. Are you kidding? Not only victory lap, but we were getting <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the PGA mm-hmm. head of the PGA is like, hope every swing they take, they can think about what they're yeah, doing. yeah, all yeah. those families that died in nine eleven. Yeah, it's like holy shit. That yeah. is all right. That's like. Neither side's coming back. You know, like uh, Morgan Wall has that song. Last night we let the liquor talk. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's funny that he has that song because what he did talk about when he was liquored up yeah, exactly. yeah, sure. a few sure. years ago, for him. he has somehow mm. survived. But there's like some things I think like in any relationship that like get said and it's like, okay, well, not going to be able to come <laughs> yeah. back from that one. Wom, you know? Wom scams and Siobhan during sure. the last yep. episode. Bingo. Like, all right, you're kind of... We understand there's bantering happening, mm-hmm. but then ah, you cross. All right, cross. so now it's over forever. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Felt like that happened. Yeah. You know, from the PGA side towards the live players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you motherfuckers weren't even giving us a guarantee. What are we talking about? It's like a one-way contract, not even a two-way contract. <laughs> We're not even – I'm, I'm the best. Okay. And I got to pay to get here at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And then just what, a year later? Yeah. It's like – we thought about those families, uh, and we've decided that if everybody else is going to take it, I guess we should too. And nobody knows anything about this, but we just signed for uh, an undisclosed amount of billions of dollars. All right, see you later. And I'm sick. I'm out of here Sorry. for the next three weeks. Which is why it makes sense that Phil's been playing every event with his penis hanging out of his trousers, you know, because he is just the king of, I mean, he, he, yeah, you go back, look the tape. Phil's just been letting his dong hang yeah. out because he won. Yeah. He's the champion. Did the sitting gum? Thing? I didn't know that happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. Every I don't know. If Just it was meet every, out every time. Yeah. Every, yep, every round. Yep. Not practice rounds. I don't think it was in the Bryson video. But once they Actual. get there on Fridays, he unzips the pants. They blur it on CW. They blur it. No, I don't no, think so. No, I think they're allowed to show it, bro. It nice. is nice. hard. I didn't want to get into it because he said CW's amazing partners and CW. Hard. They're. Golf, yes, golf no, not as dong. Phil, Phil yes. Bad. Yeah, he is. Well, he might be. Uh, Usually after the turn. Tough to swing around that. Yeah. Well, he well especially off. for Phil. But, like, whenever you think about him talking about the TV coverage, I don't think anybody's watching him. No, they're, they're not. At all. But this is one of those things, just like what Liv is saying, like 30, 40 years, like CW is starting to really invest in sports. So I think this transition era of, like, One Tree Hill and these other shows Small and then golf is happening – I think there's a time coming very soon where they're buying up rights to stuff where it's going to become a sports channel. So maybe it'll be more, a little bit more comfortable or in people's routine yeah. to go check it out to watch some of the golf. But like they're going to have to fix that score thing mm-hmm. on the side. Some other stuff. I don't know who's golf. What does the merger mean? Less I want to know what this merger means. Honestly, what does golf look like next year? Nobody Two knows. Years. Nobody knows, dude. It makes, I don't no get clue. it. Need a tracker, too. Whenever they went over to Europe and yep. did that thing. Yep. I understand Have the to. prestige of the game, and it's beautiful and everything like that, and congrats to who won over there? That was Brian Hartman, I believe. Brian Hartman who yeah. won. It was yep. great golf and everything like that. 
All we're seeing is swings and then land on – need the tracker. Need the tracker. Can't watch an event without it. We're at the stage now where we need the tracker. And, like, I think Liv has the tracker on a couple tee boxes, and they have, like, a cool blue color. They mm. do. Or, like, a pink color. That's sweet. But, like, those other shots need them. Yeah. Absolutely need oh, them. Always. Impossible to watch without it. You have it on your uh, – your cell phone has apps now that does a tracker, but I guess that's not live tracker. You have to run back. Like, live tracker is probably a little tougher. Yeah, no. but you can be but maybe what it forty five seconds to two minutes delayed. Yeah, yeah. You know when you're because they're just sending to shots. Like you can put that in post if you have to. But when we're at Tahoe, we see the thing. It's literally right underneath the camera. Yeah, there's this device. Did you see those the top tracer thing? Like the top tracer track man type thing. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was very interested when I turned around and I That's saw right. it. It was right underneath the camera. It's like oh, they just seemingly attach that to the camera. And that science, whatever the technology is, just works. It's like, need that on every camera. Mm-hmm. Okay? Need to figure that whole thing out. Well, even the thing Nick used last year for Tahoe to track your shots, just that mobile app on the phone, like, that didn't work terribly. It wasn't as if they tracked Yeah, it took it. like four minutes every shot. Yes. You had to put where it landed, right? Yeah. That was it the also, Yeah, it also has to be, like, oh. perfectly still to, Perfect, like, yeah. truly capture it. But you're right. They do have live tracking that, obviously, the PGA Tour uses. I know it's not cheap, but Liv has shown... They have no reservations sure. about spending money. So, how about the bottomless pit of cash? Yep, and it keeps growing. Yeah, every day. Build that wall. Like it's build that wall over there too. Sound pretty interesting. Where, What's Mexico? that? The four teams and adding other teams, adding a home field. The home course one's smart. Yeah, yeah. that's sick. Tiger. Tiger's coming over. I heard maybe. I let him use a cart. Well, if they're merging, no, he just got put. Nah, on, he's he on the board. On the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's the first player, or the now they really break their heart. They when now he leaves. majority players, I believe, is what the what happens when Tiger, who did turn down allegedly a billion to go to live, is a part of a board decision that isn't necessarily the most positive. Are people going to turn on Tiger? Well, they have heavy is the head, pal. Yeah, you go sit right. in that you sit in that boardroom, and some bad shit comes out. Everybody knows who's voting in there. Mm-hmm. You know, Tiger can take it. He went through that a couple tough years, and he made it out. Yeah. Of tough years of what? Tough years of when you know, to Ty's point about Phil, he was slinging his dong around, parking Denny's. <laughs> yeah, walking around, not caring what time of the month it was. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? He got a. Um, you know what I mean? He got a uh, a nine iron to the back of his. Sure. Yes, he did. Yeah. People forget about that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Heard around the world. That was Man. some real stuff. Great hit, too. Yeah, it's real. got to be security yeah. footage somewhere. She ke- Allegedly, she kept that left arm straight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd been working with her in, on the range. And yeah. then she, she even like a flop shot, I think she even had a little. Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. she, she, she had softball in the blood. Yeah. She knew how to turn the yeah. hands. Yeah, because you see Charlie swing. You think that's just Tiger? I don't <laughs> oh, think so. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Boom. Let the hands go. Yeah. Unbelievable. Everything okay, AJ? Oh, yeah. I mean, what year was that when that all happened? Seems like 10 years ago. If it I does. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe more. Yeah. I think it was like 08, 09, maybe. He's come back. Other things have happened. He's still standing. Oh, good for him. I, mm-hmm. Still a good golfer. Yeah. I assume he has like the LeBron James thing. Like, I would like to golf against Charlie at an event. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That right. would be very cool. Mm-hmm. And I assume he would do really good. Probably win. Yeah, that, that, whenever this happens, however old he is, however many more surgeries he has, Correct. when Charlie's in his first event and Tiger's playing in the same one, there's zero chance Tiger lets anybody in that tournament, including his kid, beat him. Mm-hmm. So that is a lock that I would like to set, up, set for. Please, hammer. Don, Don. Don. Please. Don. Please. Lock. Hit hammer. 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 Please. Hit it with some gumption. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah.
Thank you. I'm happy we bet that. What's yeah. that? 10, 15 years from now? Yeah. How about Junior? Pac-Man Junior? No. Dale? John Daly. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, going to you're, school? you're talking about Lil John. Lil John. Out yeah. there in Arkansas. He's got some hands, that guy. He's got good hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, He's going to be, be a stud as well. Yeah. That's future a future golf. golf, right? Lil John and Charlie? Yeah. I mean, there's there's 50 other people we have no idea. Akshay? Yeah. Akshay. Akshay. And Congrats on. Congrats, Akshay. Yeah. yeah. In Proud of you, Akshay. Charlie also not the number one player in his class in Florida. Yeah, I mean, somebody probably hit puberty a little bit yeah. before him. Probably. <laughs> yep. Probably hits yep. the ball just a little bit further. And like Blocky said, mm-hmm. you hit the You're ball right. 30, 40 yeah. yards. Blocky. That's, who we gotta be, that's who we got to be looking out for is fucking Blocky. Is he going to live? Yeah. If you remember, he said, shit, you should see the way my son hits a golf ball. Did, actually. Yeah, he did. He said he hits 50, 60 yards further than him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. He said, I've seen up. what mm-hmm. golf is like. 50, 60 yards ahead with my son. We play scrambles. I'm, yeah. I would be nails. What do you say? Better than Rory. Yeah. Yep. Better than Rory. But he does. I in that yeah. clip, he didn't get to explain this, but he understands that having the capability to hit the ball that far might take away a little bit from your short stuff. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So he he was just speculating that if it was a scramble, well, and, you know, if ball was dropped, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. at this spot. And we just couldn't change anything about my game. We'd be good because once you start driving the ball further, you know, muscles yeah. start getting a little tighter. That's right. Sure, yeah, a little Things more start sore. Getting a little bit different. You know what I mean? That's well, why Deschambeau being back's a big deal. We should probably bet on him. Yeah, if he goes to spurts. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. I mean, he shot sixty-one on one day. Sixty-one, fifty-eight. I don't on know what Saturday. his third round was, but I mean that's pretty good. Third round was fifty-eight, yeah, I believe. 58. Sixty-one was Saturday. And it was Friday. But what was Friday then? I'm not sure. But I mean, to follow up a sixty-one with a fifty-eight—that's nuts. Yeah. Greenbrier's a nice course stunner too. Yeah. Beautiful West, West Virginia. Virginia. It is beautiful. Hey, a lot of people saying terrible Ooh. things about this West Virginia football team. Oh, no. I was on a football call. People aren't saying anything about West Virginia, I thought. Oh, oh, swing, Hawker. Wow. Nice. At least they're talking saying, about under the radar. Good, Good burn, Hawker. Good burn, brother. I was on a college football call yesterday, and they did talk about the West Virginia Mountaineers. Thank you, AJ, AJ. Hawk. They Are they going to is game day going to the Duquesne game? They did not. All right, <laughs> you're being facetious now. You need enough, no. okay? Just because West Virginia is becoming a recruiting powerhouse and Ohio State's getting a little bit worried. Mm-hmm. I want West Virginia in the Big Ten. You know that. Let's go. Let's yeah. go to the Big Ten. You know, AJ. They AJ, they, they got to earn that first, okay? Oh, Iowa, yeah, 131st right. offense in the fucking country. <laughs> and guess really? keep the offensive coordinator. And guess right. how many times Iowa's been to the Big Ten championship in the last five years? Twice, okay? West Virginia hasn't finished above fucking ninth in the Big Twelve since <laughs> they got conference. since they got there. It's so the I want to hear it. It's the Big Sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sick of this. Anyways, 20 and a half point dogs against Penn State week one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. This college football call I was on, they were saying rude things. They were. Hey, Pac, I want to let you know, nobody's saying anything good about this West Virginia football team. And you told me this one of the first times you came here. And my relationship with the West Virginians, obviously, it is what it is. I certainly did my part to get to this part. And I feel like there's potentially they did their part to get to where they are. But I am much more supportive of West Virginia because of what you told me one day where you were like, hey, if we don't pull for West Virginia, nobody will. <laughs> He's true. like, nobody's pulling for West Virginia. Great point. And I was like, Pat, you're right, man. You're right. Those kids <laughs> that are in that team meeting room, now it's much nicer and we build it. You're welcome with success and everything. Thank you. And everything like that. <laughs> and I say we. I was just a part of the team. I would 
nowhere near a part of it. But you are welcome for all the very fucking nice shit that you have yes. because of the years of success that we were a part of. But you told me that, and I kind of opened my eyes. There ain't nobody saying anything good about West Virginia at all outside of West Virginia. No, nope. it is loud. I know they're mocking us heavily. Yes, you think what AJ's doing right there? pig by the way yeah yep. what he was doing is nothing compared to what happened yesterday yeah. it was one person and then all of a sudden i didn't even know you could have 150 people on a zoom call <laughs> yeah. bang boom boom pow bang Laughing. somebody's got orange glasses on for syracuse boom i'm like syracuse uh, what what are you and then at the moment though better than what yeah, 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 so pack man. you're right we're all we got pal yeah we are pal it's gonna be a, we'll see maybe a long season you said undefeated. I think yeah. so. Could be. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, we're winning that, more I think than it's three good. games. It's good. No, like the expectations, like so, it's all positive. I think we're winning more than three, three games? games. Is that what you said? You got no, a tough one, schedule. I, I don't think it was. Somebody uh, said. Three. Yeah, I I would take the under of two and a half for sure. <laughs> oh, Duquesne dub, Penn State dub, Pitt dub. dub. Welcome back, Texas Tech dub. dub. TCU might dub. be a problem. All right, it might be a problem. I get it. They lose fifty-five points to Georgia. People forget that they're you know. A good program. That's a good program, Diner. Sonny Dice runs a good program, Diner. Mm-hmm. Duquesne's the only game you can look up here and be Houston, like, yeah, what going to win. I think Houston and Cincy you get for yeah, sure. Houston, Houston are winning Cincy, Dana. We're going to win. Apparently, okay. Houston's in a not a good spot right now either. What happened? They're just, you know, there's not a lot of talent coming back. There's rumors Dana might be gone before that West Virginia game even happens. Yeah. Their basketball <laughs> coach got pulled over for a DUI, had to get let go. That was. Oh. We're talking about football, but I do appreciate you getting through the weeds on everything. Well, Thank I, you for keeping up with every D one. Hey, if they hire him back, if so, so what? You know, I think we get three. Huggy was I a little boozed up driving around. Oh, Still got the West, rifle I thought you were talking about right, Houston. Right. Yeah. No, I'm talking about West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need more West Virginia shots. We're talking about no, Houston right now. No, I'm, 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 I'm saying I will. I will come to the defense of West Virginia if they reinstate Huggy. I mean, Bayheim killed the guy, and he's still coaching for <laughs> Syracuse. Allegedly, we don't know what all happened there. There's a lot of things that have happened around sports, but that Huggins situation needs to disappear in my eyes. Well, he's. <laughs> Bring him uh, yeah, come back. Back. I was going to say, he's still tech- he never resigned. He's still technically That's the head Ford's coach. That's signature. He's fighting tooth and nail. <laughs> he says he's going to sue him. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Got his guy currently coaching. And then Bob Huggins is currently out sitting in the stands like, yeah, I'm going to burn this place down. You know? <laughs> Those are my boys. Get me back on that sideline. Yeah. After. Coach, you had like 40 beers falling out of the car. Oh, big deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, can't man. prove I drank all of them that night. So, coach, coach, it wasn't night. It was like a Friday afternoon. Coach, it was like two weeks after what you did on the radio show. Oh, I bet I that, do. too. Oh, I that bet. was bad. Uh, I didn't say anything. Jeez. Anyway, we need to get that all figured out. Yep. Okay? But West Virginia is climbing. Yeah. Mountaineers. Trust it. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. You know, along the climb, you lose some good soldiers. So eventually, someone's going to have to take Neil Brown and shoot him in the head. And then, and then once Whoa, that happens, figuratively, figuratively, not literally, <laughs> and once that happens, and maybe, you know, you get into legacy, Blaine Stewart, perhaps. This is certainly the last opportunity for old Neil Brown. Bring in yeah. John Gruden. Think John Gruden would take the gig? I don't know if we need to be the school that yeah. necessarily does no. that whole thing. Yeah. Well, especially with the radio interviews. You can't really have him. It's just crisis after crisis, seemingly, at West Virginia right yep. now, but... We're going to get on the other side of it. Yeah. And our football Tony team Gibson. is going to win 10, 11 Shock games. the world. 10, Shock 11 games. World. Coach Gibby would be awesome. The next decade. Rich Rodriguez back in there would be awesome. I don't know how long he'd last in there, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, bro. I know he's back. He's a good football coach. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance something's coming out of that mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, that is certainly 
Might be a little bit too too much heat. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's another lawsuit coming. Yep. And there's another whole thing. You know, it's just a, how do we get out of it? Who knows? I'm excited to watch, though. We will see. Garrett Green, JG, quarterback, mm-hmm. dog. He's going to lead the boys 10 11 wins this year. Yeah. Okay. okay. Running back. Go possible college football yep. player. Dog. Mm-hmm. Not just paying money to nobody. No. Well, apparently we're paying a guy who ran a 4 2 last year or whatever. He didn't give him a goddamn. Yeah, he yeah. didn't get the ball. <laughs> how'd that, how'd we lose so many games with that guy on the field? Had 10 catches. I don't know how that happens. Who's that? Graham Harrell, offense yeah. coordinator. Yeah. What was that? He's gone. That all Not anymore. He's out of there. I know he hit the casino, hit the table, yeah. and got the hell out of there. Well, yeah. plus, apparently, Graham Harrell's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's a man. He, he is, a man. certainly yeah. is. I learned some more stories yeah. about him. Love like, that guy. Absolutely love oh. it. Uh, there's some stuff going on right now uh, in Washington as we wrap up the show. Speaking of what we just spoke about with Rich oh, Rodriguez, yeah. him just being a pretty intense human being and, you know, trying to really exhaust all words mm-hmm. yep. to make sure you are the most motivated you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Ron Rivera over there at Washington Commander said some players have come in and talked to him about the enemy's intensity and the things that he has said. Now, we have heard a lot of things about the enemy from Shady McCoy. Yeah. You know, he's really the only person that we've heard speak about Eric the enemy. I will say, during quarterback, didn't see a lot of Patrick and no. Coach the no. in quarterback figuring things out. A lot of the former Chicago coach, Nagy, motivating, mm-hmm. telling him those things in his ear. Yep. A lot of Andy Reid coming over and talking. I think the was in there like once or twice, maybe, you know? Maybe. And the old conversation was, Andy Reid's the one calling those plays. That's why yeah. Eric the is not getting the job. Now, there's some other things that certainly came up in conversation, but the reason why Eric the has been the offense coordinator for the Chiefs for so long uh, hasn't been able to get a head coaching job is because the entire NFL knows Andy Reid is the reason why that drink is as tasty as it is. Yeah. So when Eric Bieniemy has to go to the commanders to kind of prove himself seemingly, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. We weren't necessarily thrilled for Bieniemy. We thought it was kind of bullshit that he has to go mm-hmm. to another place, leave a winning organization, yeah. go to another place and prove himself that he can be a head coach. And then Shady says what he says about him. We all start like wondering, how's this going to go? The internet's saying Ron Rivera's already throwing Eric Bieniemy kind of on her bus. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. Yes. And the players aren't necessarily in love with the way Bieniemy's doing things. If they have success, obviously all of this subsides. But what are your thoughts on early conversation and controversy about new coaches and buildings, more specifically Eric Bieniemy with the Washington Commanders? Well, there's a there was a, a tweet from Warren Sharp, I believe, kind of explaining what what exactly happened and like how it's kind of. It's unique situation, I guess. You bring in this new OC. Everyone knows Bienemy and the head coach. I, he didn't completely support Bienemy. He said, "Why don't you go talk to him?" Not like, "Hey, I'll talk to it. I'll figure it out together." And I mean, everyone knows like Bienemy is like a, a hard driving guy that holds him accountable. Every guy I've ever talked to that's played on a team that he's coaching, they say like they love and respect him. His guys actually absolutely have to play for him. I'm reading this quote. The second one, really hilarious. The awesome. first one, have players had to adapt to Eric Bieniemy's intensity and have any struggled with it, Coach? Yeah, they have. And one of the biggest things is I had a number of guys come to me and I said, hey, just go talk to him. I said, I understand what he's trying to get across to you. I think as they go and they talk and they listen to him, it's been enlightening for a lot of these guys. I mean, it's a whole different approach. Again, you're getting a kind of player from the players back in the past, especially in light of how things are coming out of college football. So a lot of these young guys, they do struggle with certain things, and a lot of it is from where they've been. I mean, guys coming from certain programs are used to it. Guys coming from other programs aren't as much. So us as a coach, I kind of have to assimilate and get a feel for everybody. Eric has an approach, and it's the way he does things, and it's not going to change because he believes in it. Jack Del Rio, dust up, mm-hmm. it has his approach. Mm-hmm. Having been a head coach, I think Jack has a tendency to try to figure guys out a little bit more as opposed to, hey, this is it. 
this is the way it's going to be, that type of stuff. Wow. Eric hasn't had that experience yet. So that last two sentences is really what Ron Rivera's yeah. feelings were. And then while they came to you, it's just like if they felt like Eric was riding him too hard, well, um, they were just a little concerned. He says. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a hilarious thing for Ron Rivera to yeah. say. He doesn't hold a lot in. I have a Ron Rivera just being like, yeah, you know the deal. We just got new ownership. Uh, that was a nightmare. I'd be yeah. cancer. Yep. That was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It was tough. New name. Last year had soft-ass coaches this year. Now I got a coach. You you got a have you ever heard of that, Pack? Have you ever heard that where someone goes I'm, to the head coach and says, my position coach is too hard on me? I've never, ever in my whole career ever heard that. Like, the coaches had to have respect for us. Like, yeah. Well, I respect you to coach me, but you ain't going to talk to me out of line because then I'm going to talk to you out of line. But as far as in between the lines, you got a job to do, and everybody's playing for a job. So that never bothered me. Um, and Zim is one of the – like, I chased Zim all the way from the fucking 50-yard line all the way into the locker room one time because he called me a pussy. And <laughs> he I literally what was that? What was that? banana. What was that, pal? But, like, I didn't I, – I, 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 once I got it off, it was cool. But, like, the way he talked to me about doing my job, I had no problem with. Yeah, and he was saying compared to what you normally are, yeah, is what he probably had to explain yeah, to you. Right yeah. now, what my expectation is of you yeah. versus what you're doing right yeah. now. This is how I see it. Yeah. Now, how he worded it, obviously not right. the most appeasing for the person on the receiving end of it all. Mm-hmm. But there's some old school guys that that's just how they operate, and they have no empathy. This is our job. Right. Do your job. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. how it goes. But what Ron Rivera said there at the end, where it was like, yeah, Jack Del Rio seems like he kind of. You know, tries to understand the humans a little bit. I, I don't think Eric uh, has really. Yeah, has, he doesn't care. <laughs> his way or the highway. That was yeah. an, that was an interesting Ron. Ron was coaching the enemy a little bit in that response there. Like, yeah. Hey, would be nice, you know, if you because I got a lot of guys coming here, but this is just Commanders football, baby. It ain't yeah, like exactly. that. This is just it, Commanders football. Man, it's not like that in 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 NFL locker room. Like, I'm saying, you got something to say back, but like. Can't go to a coach complaining about another coach. The head coach is yeah. an interesting move. You got no fear of getting fired. That, right. that would have to be. <laughs> would um, normally, I see him. That would have to be somebody real high up, right on the team. I don't know. It could be young guys that just feel comfortable expressing themselves. I have kids tell me all the time, wow. like at different practices and stuff, like, "Man, I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to tell me that, but you shouldn't be telling your coaches stuff like that." Like just how. I don't know, just weird things that normally you would keep in. Like, oh, I don't know, coach, I'm scared, or I don't want to hit, or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to run a lap. I'm like, I get it. No one does, but you probably don't need to come complain to us every time we have to do anything. Hey, because you know what we're going to do is we're going to try to look out for you, and we're probably just going to move you out of those positions. And before you have time to even get out of your fear, you're kind of in your own way. Yeah. And I appreciate you being authentic and transparent, but also – not everybody needs to think that they just have a job all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to go. Sometimes you just have to figure it out and grind through it. Like going to the head ball coach. Cool. You know, old. I don't like the way this Hey, you know that coach you hired? He's really been giving me a tough time. That's a fucking NFL training. Are you making uh, uh, league minimums like what, 800 grand now? Okay. okay. All right. How do you feel about Ron putting it out in the public? Yeah, that's a whole. Other, he was coaching Eric Bieniemy there, mm-hmm. yeah. and obviously some of the players have told some of the media members that they have complained about Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. So Ron Rivera knew that it was getting out. out. Yeah. Ron Rivera probably knew that because he mentioned Jack when he mentions the D coordinator how he handles things. I think that's definitely shows you. Yeah, he's definitely coaching up Bieniemy. Yeah, I think because whenever coaches talk to the media, they're talking through the media. 
Now, every once in a while, they should. They better be. They should be. Yeah, and every once in a while, they'll give some bullshit answer, and it's like they're just talking to the media there. But then once they start giving answers, they're talking through the media to the players, to the locker room, to certain guys. You know, you'll hear some guys get targeted in press conferences, and it's like, yeah, that's them trying to say like. Hey, you are in the middle of it, right? Like, there mm-hmm. are eyes on you. Or try to motivate. Like, hey, I think this guy has done really well. They're trying to tell the media that they have faith in this person. The media has always been a weapon for coaches yeah. to get their message across. I, I don't I don't remember coaches talking to other coaches through the media, though. No. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't remember that. This, that's sense. what this feels like to me. But, like yeah. we just mentioned, yeah. Commander's football. Yeah, Commander's football. football. Uh-huh. Well. And he find he find his defensive coordinator Jack a couple years ago, didn't he? No, I was a, a little dust up. Yeah, dust last over. year. Yeah, yeah. I was a little dust up between Ron and Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they settled it. <laughs> Football sports are so dumb. <laughs> the enemy so. thing with the quarterback that you mentioned. I mean, after they won the Super Bowl last year, they all ran to Nagy. It wasn't like, hey, let's go find enemy. Like they actually was, showed yeah. Mahomes do it, but the entire shot is all the quarterbacks. Some wide receivers. Then you see Mahomes. They run right to Nagy, and that's well. He's their QB coach, so they're in there with every day. I guess the enemy's the O coordinator, so he probably bops around each room. But yeah, I mean, it is it is telling, especially when they show the game footage where it's Pat and Nagy or Pat and Andy Reid pretty much all the time. Fixing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, what are we doing? We're seeing yeah, yeah. this. We're yeah. doing this. Yeah. This is what we got going on. It kind of goes to everything that was being said, right? About why he was, but now he still has a chance to prove himself. Yeah, yeah. we shall see. He's tough. So what? Boo hoo! What if you win? Do it. And why none of this stuff would have ever got out in Kansas City? Because if they would have went to you know like Andy Reid or someone, they'd have been like, I ah, just fucking ignore him. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh no, <laughs> exactly. He's, 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 he's been out in Kansas City him. to hit. What's that? <laughs> what about him? Oh, shady. Go yeah, there. Andy. Who? Who cares? Yeah, the guy, guy? no. I'm calling a play. Didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, he's all, oh, he's offensive coordinator. Okay, fucking ignore him. I'm not sick of the time. Yeah. We're wasting energy. Yeah, makes sense. I need to drop another play where we're all going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about Patrick Mahomes drawing up those plays? Mm-hmm. I've been, I've, I've seen everything but the last episode. Also, my whole family, from my wife, to all my kids, have, I've been watching quarterback. I walked in the other day, and they're all watching. Dude, it's they awesome. It. Learning they about did. all the because we all give Andy Reid all the credit for all those crazy plays. Yeah, and then we watch that, and it's like, what do they call that period where they get to come up with their own stuff? Laboratory day. The lab, yeah, because yeah. they're in the lab. And I like the way Patrick Mahomes and they're all viewing the freedom to do this. Like, hey, when we show Andy, it's got to be good. Yeah, yeah. like we can't have this be a half-assed attempt here. Like, whenever we show it to him, it needs to be game rep so he has a little bit of confidence to call it i love it yeah i I feel like i learned a lot about all those teams i can't wait to see quarterback two from our sources there's no worries about quarterback two nope at all so that's that's okay good yeah trevor Trevor lawrence came out and said he's not ready yet he wants to focus on ball he turned down quarterback season two we don't know if that's real or not we assume that there's been uh, a floater. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did they make a formal? And if they did, we lo- would have loved to Trevor on there. Yes. But we have also been told that some of the people that have come out publicly and said, no, I'm about ball, uh, <laughs> they feel like they're <laughs> potentially taking a cheap kind of grandstand mm-hmm. for their fans, which, hey, you do whatever you got to so do. So be it. Yeah. You, you, do whatever yeah. you, you do whatever you got to do. Hard knocks tonight, AJ. You excited to watch Aaron behind the scenes as <laughs> oh, New York Jets? Yes. Go. Hard Knocks is awesome. Then what? They have one Jets drive or whatever. That whole behind the scenes that they follow the team. Like, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that this evening. This this is just one step closer 
to the NFL season happening. Let's go. We can't wait to watch this episode. I assume the numbers are going to be bananas. This could be a big comeback year for Hard Knocks. Yes. Huge. Big time. Yep. Could be a big time comeback year. Hard Knocks needs it. Obviously, NFL Films absolutely loves Hard Knocks. Game changer. But every social media department has their own Hard Knocks now on a daily, daily basis. You're going to have to innovate again. What do you do? Let's get Aaron Rodgers as a New York Jet. Yeah. Let's see what takes place. Perfect. And then they get, they're doing quarterback as well. I'm, I'm very pumped for this. Is this on mocks? Yes. Yeah, I believe this it is, is on mocks. Supplies are coming out at 10. Why can't we just drop it at fucking 8? Because it actually is on at 10. Yeah, but That's maybe give us, maybe give mocks subscribers a little bit of a... Like an hour yeah, early. That'd be nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, do that. Well, instead. It's not like it's on cable. Mox. But that's the only people that can watch it are mocks subscribers. Yeah. So... That's not really a benefit to them. I mean, it gets benefit to everybody, not no, just the select few. I'm saying, why don't, it's not on HBO. No so if you have DirecTV, HBO, you get yeah. mocks as well? I think so. Uh, I think you have to pay for it. DirecTV still around? What? Yeah. Hey. I got DirecTV, AJ. You got YouTube, yeah. YouTube TV this, this year for football, though. Oh, yeah. YouTube TV is about to have a hell of a run. Yeah. Yes. Well, Hope they got them servers situated. Hey, that was a good play. Time, yeah. Genius. That was a good play. Great. Unbelievable player. Like Thursday Night Football, good grab by Amazon. Thursday Night Football, okay. But like Sunday Ticket is what you, you reach every NFL fan. Yeah. Yeah, It'll get the, old, get the old people to actually make the effort to go find it. That's what it's going to do. That was a good play. Well, Big and time. and yeah. they listened to what people were saying. They're like, okay, we need to do quad box. What are we doing? We're doing a giveaway here for Hard Knocks? Oh. Oh, okay. How many? You're going to make the first one. I agree. How many we... Uh, four high ones. Eight. Four high ones. Eight. Eight. Rogers. Eight. Eight. Ocho. Yeah. Ocho yeah. people, five hundred dollars. Uh, eight not ayahuasca. Trips? Not eight, eight ayahuasca. No, trips. No, 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 no. Eight trips eight. to ayahuasca. No, eight five hundred dollar winners. <laughs> okay, mm, that they can use towards ayahuasca if you sure, want. I'm could, not yeah. telling them how to use their money. It ain't gonna be enough though. You're gonna fly to the fucking jungle or something. Yeah, that's right. It's a couple planes. You're gonna have to get way down there. Ayahuasca, quite an expensive experience. Yeah, I'd assume. Yeah, very. I think it depends how you do it. Depends how you do it. Sure, if you go, that'd be a sweet giveaway though. Yeah. We're not giving away Ayahuasca's, but but if however you spend your money, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. So in honor of Aaron Rodgers, we will not give away Ayahuasca retreats. We will not give away darkness retreats. Damn it. We'll give eight people five hundred dollars if I make one of these shows. Boom. Let's go. Right, perfect. Nice. First one. Splash. Splash. Oh, Splash. I told Splash. I told All you gotta do is retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put the easiest way to pay you. We appreciate you all so much for joining us every single day. The football season is inching closer, and we're gonna cover it every single damn day. Hell yeah. You're the best people on earth. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. Smooth. Goodbye. See you tomorrow.